Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's a very special day in action wrestling. It's it's the post-evolution two pride cast with only one third of the pride actually here. <laughs> um, the other boys are doing their own things, but I got a very special guest to make up for it. Originally it was going to be Torture, but Torture is a very busy man and he couldn't make it this week. So in his place we have probably the best replacement guest I could ever get on the show. We have the venerable Corey Black. Welcome to the show, Corey. Hey, how's it going? Woo! Oh man, it's all that all that all the WCF people are coming to AW and I'm so happy. Do it's you, madness. Do you know how hard it was to keep the secret that Tia was going to be coming to action wrestling? Because I set him and tore it up. I'm kind of annoyed <laughs> that you did that. Because the thing is, I have I have Tio in my weekly D and D game, and so I talk to him literally every week. So when WCF shut finally shut down and he won the world title, I was like, okay, now you can start talking to Tort to come to AW. See, I was gonna do that. You just beat me to it. Well, you have to have a fucking D and D game with him and talk to him every I, week. <laughs> I guess. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then you got the note. You got Noble Savage. You got Richards. You got. Guys like me, Slayer. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a fun time. The dream of the Super Fed is being realized as we speak. Oh, you've got people you don't even realize yet. Exactly. You got onions selling bladed zoos out here, and you're like, What's the, what the fuck is this nonsense? And then, bam, it's a T.O. Did you get his uh, anagram? What's it What's it say? Uh, he told me what it was. It said, T.O. Blades is coming, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, dope. Yeah. He had that account set up for a month, and no one even made a peep about it. Well, because there's like a million and six different accounts being made. Yeah, because we got a big roster and a lot of new people. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the kickoff show, the main show, the card for next week's land. Uh, oh my god, this is the second week in a row I've done this. Oh uh, man, even I'm not making that mistake. <laughs> I, I'm so glad I got this coffee before recording. We're going to talk about <laughs> next week's Clash. There I'm, it is. So, I'm so used to saying Slam from uh, WCF. It's it's just muscle memory at this point. And, and then, of course, we'll get through your questions. So, uh, I have the kickoff show in front of me. It's a very... Hey, me too. Uh, it, good. We're on the same page. So Literally the same page. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I do enjoy this graphic that uh, I, I assume Torture whipped up of yeah, yeah. The, the set with the people filing in. It seems very realistic. What set is this? Is this this is a it's a WrestleMania, but I can't figure out which. Uh, Thirty three, maybe. Uh, I Let think me Google it, it. I think it's thirty three because I can see a bit of the roller coaster in the background. Ah, and oh, also that giant ring at the top yeah it's 33 okay that makes sense then um it's uh the cbs sports pre-game pre-show with jim nance (laughs) and d-day it's so nice to see d-day even in like this capacity he's just yeah it's pretty good uh and i love jim nance putting him on the spot about predictions and he's like oh (laughs) man why you gotta ask me that there's so many so many matches but uh, really yeah uh we get to the, the first match of the show it's 
Jade Preston, Ariel Shadows, and Barry Ray Buford versus L.A. Johnny Styles, Danny California, and Magic Maddox. I recognize exactly one of those names. And which one is that? L.A. Johnny Styles. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Magic Maddox, if you don't know, uh, Kurt is uh, Dandy DeVito's uh, cruiserweight alt. I, I think I did know that. Danny California, I believe, is new. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Dan Preston, Dane Preston is also new. Probably, I don't think he's WCF related. Ariel Shadows yeah, is yeah. Trapson, the micro guy. Oh, okay. And Barry Ray Buford is Dune. I, I probably should have known that. And you know how I know he's Dune? Because in last week's broadcast, he asked me about the Laps fan, and he's the only other person besides like Tony and Wolf that uh, harp on about the Laps fan. Oh man, he's gonna be. <laughs> he got outed. <laughs> well, no, he. I, I'm sure that it's obvious by now. I'm not outing anyone. Let's hope so. And uh, so, uh, just a normal opening match. I uh, am. I am still astounded at this Johnny Styles entrance. Um, speed of Johnny <laughs> Styles. Uh, he actually uh, added me on Facebook and messaged me to appreciate how much feedback I was giving him on the podcast. So. Oh, awesome. He's a, he's a cool duder. Uh, so, hope to see more from him now that he's back on the scene. I remember him vaguely from the uh, uh, WCF. And he gets involved in the end where he apparently throws his partner, Danny California, into the middle of a spear. Uh, and uh, despite that interference, Magic Max still gets the pin and gets the win for his team. So, uh, good on mm-hmm. them. Hopefully... Danny California versus L.A. Johnny Styles is a feud in the works after that ending. Oh, you missed uh, you missed Tony Romo. Oh, yeah, Tony Romo is on commentary. Uh, How dare you miss Tony Romo? No, here's the thing. My favorite interaction in, like, the <laughs> – one of the threads was uh, Kids Grove uh, coming in and his British ass asking who Tony Romo is and Derek Vayton on cue asking just saying, oh, no one important. You don't need to know him. <laughs> God, Tony Romo's the worst. God, the the football fan of me really appreciated that Vayton comment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, good opening match. Uh, this next match I'm very happy about for reasons I'll get into, but it's Jacob Lister versus Hazel Overton. Uh, the complete squash. It's a complete squash, but uh, the reason I love this is because uh, I can tell that this match was written by Oblivion, and you know how I can oh, yeah. it's written by Oblivion. I know, uh, the wham and the... <laughs> the sound effects. Oh, mm. the, the bounce sa- whoosh wham. The sound effects were so on point. Um, like, That's an Obi special right there. The, the Obi special, no one else besides Obi does this. The ding ding, mm-hmm. thwap, ooh, scratch, whoosh wham, whoosh wham, yeah. so many whoosh whams, whoosh wham, thwap, wham, 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 bounce, whoosh wham. But my favorite comes at the very end where he's already been declared the winner and he, uh, <laughs> he gives a double Sherlock pile driver. I don't know what that move is. Uh, to Hazel Overton on the commentary table, and the sound effect that he writes out is "whoosh wham claw hammy." <laughs> claw hammy's the best, man. Claw hammy sounds like an enemy in like one of those really like J- like really JJRPGs. <laughs> like everything that Square Enix showed at their E3 thing. Oh man, it's so funny that a JRPG company shows off JRPGs, and I know I'm stealing. 
I know that I'm stealing that from someone. Probably Corey. But the comment made me laugh. It was. It was. Because you're, you're like, man, I want to get to the Avengers stuff. Come on, Square Enix, showing off all this dumb JRPG stuff. And Corey's just like, man, that's it's almost as if that's their specialty. Yeah, well, I mean, some people don't give a shit about JRPGs. So that's what I say. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I don't... Th- I don't think Hazel showed for this show one of the only six no-shows out of, like, 58-something people, which is astounding. Yeah, that's out, out of control awesome, is that? Oh, man. Oh, my God. But uh, Jacob gets the win, Obi, getting up a little momentum. I want to see him, uh, if not go for the hardcore title, at least go for, like, a TV or a U.S. title. Now that, well, I'm not going to say that because that's a spoiler, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I think he's ready-made for hardcore. That's kind of his jam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he'll do it with Jacob Lister, because Jacob Lister's supposed to be like a new beginning, but you never know. He could always go for the old standard, and hopefully by the end of his career, he'll be a six-time AW hardcore champion. That'd be fantastic. Uh, more kickoff panel predictions with Jim Nance and Donald Rudy. They talk about the TFK and Odin match for a little bit. They talk about the hardcore championship match, and they talk about uh, Claire Hawkins and the Dream Daddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, nothing too out of the ordinary there. Next match we get is Harry Diderot versus Nick Halden versus Walter. I'm glad you pronounced those names because I would have never got Diderot right. Diderot. It's a. It's a <laughs> I had trouble initially, but I think I got it. Uh, is that Diderot? That that did a rot. I had that same conversation first Pride <laughs> cast. That's it's fine. Yeah, I'm also I love that sentence because it uh, assumes that you do not know how to pronounce the name Walter. <laughs> like, Walter. It's like oh, I'm glad you pronounced those names like Walter. <laughs> it's it's a simple two syllable name. It's all that is. Um, uh, more Tony Romo on commentary more than I'd like to care for. Stupid cowboys. Uh, but Walter is victorious. It's good to see the the Snake Boy getting his new character up and running. Even if he unfortunately he shares the name with NXT UK champion Walter. Unbeknownst to him, that is the funniest development that has come out of a Pride cast from the wrestler. Like I don't watch wrestling. I didn't know that there was already a wrestler mononymously mono- known as Walter, and I'm so angry now. <laughs> Walter's such a... In the past couple of years, he's blown up so huge. How can you not have seen him I've, somewhere? I've heard of him since, like, 2017 at the very earliest. Yeah. Maybe even 2016. Like, yeah, the yeah. name has been floating around. I've just never seen him. Like, it, I like pictures or videos of him until now because I just don't go out of my way to look up the UKs like that. Oh, well, you should because he had a kick-ass match with Pete Dunne. I'm sure he did. I just don't watch WWE anymore. I just refuse to touch it these days. It was NXT. It's okay. Yeah. But uh, good on Walter. Hopefully he, if not changes his name, makes it less copyright tinged. <laughs> I just hope he sticks with it, you know? Yeah, so do I. Um, as we move on to what you could assume is the main event of the pre-show, Ryan Elias versus Roger Payton Jr., uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, these guys have kind of been going at it on the bottom of the card the past couple weeks, and so they duke it out here. The story being that Roger Payton had a big hyped-up uh, debut, but has only won one match since he started. So, Which is very strange to me. 
I know, right? It, it's really weird seeing him only win like one match. Like, well, that's well, his first match he didn't win because he didn't try. Something, right. It's like something happened. I don't know what the other one uh, was, but um, he gets the win here, so he makes up for it. And uh, I don't know where he's going to go from here, but we'll hopefully see soon. It's a, it's an interesting character. It's a departure from Joey Flash. Yeah, as yeah. big a departure as you could probably get. One, one of my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the last WCF podcast was uh, Flash and Howie just talking about Ryan and Howie just shitting on him and all everything that's wrong with him. <laughs> and, and there's one last segment with uh, Jim Nance and D-Day. Nothing too out of the ordinary as we move on to the main show itself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Tony Romo getting hit with a steel chair. Oh, oh boy. That's the, that's that was the, that's what I get when I skim segments. I don't get treats <laughs> like that. Like if a You segment, didn't even see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh my dude, it's like right there in the middle. Oh man. Yep, Gravedigger hits him with the chair. Perfect. That's what I thought. Alright, uh, as we move on to the opening segment of the main show. Um, and we'll get through this more as the show goes on, but I will give a shout out to Tort and Gravedigger and all that for the efforts uh, they put into writing these in-between bits like the video game stuff later in this opening segment. Oh. It feels it has a big show feel to it. Um, the world building on this is pretty out of control. The lore is so good. Oh, it's so good. I like this hype package detailing every single feud um, yep. going up to the big pyro. It's it's so good. And the spake out with the national anthem. <laughs> uh, we're gonna this is not the last time we will see Noel Nas X on the show, but it is the the first as I don't know if he interrupts the uh, I don't know if he interrupts the national anthem or if he just shows up after, but uh, the the <laughs> The difference between uh, the Star Spangled Banner and Old Town Road, and just the dichotomy between those two fucking songs. Old Town Road is the worst. That is a very weird way to pronounce the best, but okay. Oh, God, Hold I can't on. stand Hold it. On. Someone is calling me from Crowley. Let me see if it's a robocall really quick. Cool. cool. Hello. Did you win a cruise? This is Frank. I'm doing pretty good. Must not have won a cruise. Uh, I can check and see if I'm available at any of those points and get back with y'all. Yes, yes. All right, I'll be sure to do that. Thank you. All right, I am back. That was the local blood bank. Uh, they are they are in a, a dire shortage of blood, and so I might schedule a donation in the next couple days. Because I donate regularly. You're a good man. 
Thank you. Uh, I'll cut out the silence there. Uh, Are you sure? Because there was no silence. Uh, did you say anything pertinent? Maybe. Okay, then I'll leave it in. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it came across, but we'll uh, we'll see if it came across. I'll listen to it later on when I'm looking over the show. But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it wasn't a robocall. I've been getting it a lot lately. But uh, mm. that's the uh, opening segment. It's time for... I was surprised to see this open the show, the TLC Tag Team Championship match. But you gotta start up hyped, man. You gotta start up hyped, yeah. It's like starting WrestleMania with those multi-man ladder matches for that old back in the day. Oh. We got Red, White, and Bruised versus the Warriors of the North versus the Talent Enhancers versus the Cowboys from Hell. Notice that Bishop and Priest are no longer in the match. <laughs> uh, oh, Bishop, no one will miss you. No, probably not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this match is long, there are a lot of crazy spots, uh, Mm -hmm. lots of yelling from commentary, it is intense all the way through, and, uh, I don't think I was expecting the ending, but, uh, the Red, White, and Bruce get the championships, so. No, that's awesome. It's very awesome, uh, especially with the story that Carly has been weeping with bishop uh Uh it was a very entertaining storyline and now that that storyline's over i'm glad to see carly with the belts hopefully uh, hopefully the uh, they can hold on to it um i'm very curious to see where this tag team division goes in the future now that they've all basically been in a match with each other Uh and also where the cowboys from hell go because i know uh bo is posting some things on the twitter boards should be interesting. Next up after that, we've got Chris Santiago versus your all-in holder, Casey Holiday. Uh, very interesting little storyline, a little something for Casey to do so that she's not totally like... Like the, like the conversation with her isn't only just, is she going to cash in at the end, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, not a particularly long match. Casey does get the win. Um, I mean, you have to if you have the uh, the briefcase, right? I don't. The briefcase isn't on the line, but I mean, it's it's good to always. Well, no, but be I mean, winning. You got the person yeah. that has the briefcase. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, now. If you remember at WrestleMania 31, Seth lost his WrestleMania match, but then he cashed in at the end of the night. So, uh, very true. Very true. Got that history for you. The the, the selective history that I care to remember. About all the good <laughs> I mean, and none of the bad. Stuff. It was good. It was good that Casey got the win, though, because it is. I mean, you got to keep it strong. Got to keep. Even it up. if you win, you know, if you're world champion, you got to keep it up. If you win the All In briefcase, you got to keep it up. Yeah, and Casey, I think, has like the biggest momentum of anyone besides Lockhart in the, at the moment. So, yeah, good, for sure, good that you got to win. Wish you could have been involved in the show a little bit more, but you can't complain too much. Uh, moving on to uh, uh, a result that kind of shocked me. Another one, the television championship match, Dream Daddy Wesley versus Claire Hawkins. Uh, I honestly uh-huh. thought that with his whole big storyline that Wesley would take it, but no, Claire retains and keeps this streak going. Fuck yeah, man. It's it's crazy. It's like it's the stuff that all good TV title feuds are built off of, just long, <laughs> long winning streaks. And I, I, I'm sure now we're beginning the discussions of who is going to beat Claire now that 
uh, Claire has beaten one of the best handlers in the Fed. Gee, I wonder who could be one of the best TV champions to come out of a place that just had a TV championship. How strange would that be? Oh, man, that's such a good point. Thinking mm. emoji. Uh, well, well, we'll get to that certain lad later. <laughs> All right. But uh, congrats to Claire. Congrats to Dream Daddy on such a compelling storyline for the TV title. That's the, that's the good shit right there. Dream Daddy is one of my favorites for sure. Oh god, his his segment in the last slam was just uh, it's the what? stuff the last the last clash. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this for months. I am almost certain of it, but oh my god. His segment at the end of the last clash. There it is. All right. Um so, moving on. This is probably one of the biggest moments of the show. I would say. Oh, yeah, this, sure. This was uh, a shock to read, <laughs> uh, especially as someone who, with not the best knowledge of the previous AEW lore, but it's Kennedy Matthews and Jerry Ryan versus Lizzie Hope and Estrella Louise. This is, I think this is one of the best undercard feuds that you can do. Like, you don't even have to involve a, t- a title in any of it. It's like, this is just storytelling at its finest. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got Kenny Matthews uh, f- messing with both Estrella and Lizzie, but mostly Lizzie, and then the the fucking swerve at the end where Estrella bet- betrays Lizzie, teams up with Jerry and Kennedy to form the Kingdom. I think it's called. No, the royal family or whatever. The royal family, yes. Uh, yep. My fucking god. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lizzie is probably the biggest baby face after having literally all of her friends leave her one by one. <laughs> and, and, and fuck you, Kenny, you fucking heel. <laughs> but props to, props to these guys for keeping this swerve such a secret for so long. Uh, I, Dude, no. no one could have guessed this happening and it's so, it's so good. I mean, uh, you know, when I saw the mystery partner thing, I'm thinking, well, who has uh, this Kennedy Matthews teamed with the most? And, well, I mean, it's Australia Louise, of course, cause, because they're, you know, together and whatever. That, that's fine. That's cool. To bring in the extra, didn't see that coming whatsoever. No. Uh, Not even close. I will say, though, the picture, the final picture of all three of them together with uh, Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande, and then <laughs> Billie Eilish in that crowd looking bored as hell just <laughs> makes me laugh. Billie Eilish, I mean, her music is something. Like I like, I I like it. I don't know if that it, says anything awful. about me. but I've heard worse, but like, what genre would you put that in? Is it pop? Is it... Billy Eilish thing, or <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but I will say it was when I first listened to it, it was better than I anticipated it being. Sure, yeah. But uh, God, so I, what is this match? A no contest? I don't think there was ever an official ending to this. Uh, let me double check real quick. There's a couple of shit fires, a couple of holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there. Wow, what a. <laughs> What a fucking no contest. That's probably the best no contest ending I've seen in a while, honestly. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I, I wonder. I 
hope the best for Lizzie as we move on to Shadow Love the Boy versus Jared Holmes. I don't believe that. What a bad God! What am I? I don't. I don't believe that Shadow Love took the time to do a special entrance for Evolution. <laughs> he would have put more effort into the entrance than his <laughs> RP. He would have gone five k with the entrance. I believe it. But uh, we say this every week. Shadow Love is the boy. He is one of the best. He is one of the most unique personalities I've ever seen in e-fighting. Mm-hmm. And he gets a big win against Jared Holmes. Uh, and despite what people might say, the, the, this is the, the Middish because Jared Holmes didn't put up an RP because Shadow Love, even if Jared had put up an RP, I think Shadow Love still probably could have taken it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these two are two of the best writers. If it would have been... Two of the, a one-on-one contest. Two of the most unique uh, storytellers, two of the most unique characters that I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And uh, either the only way this could have been bad was if Shadow Love also no-showed. That's the only way this could oh, have been yeah. bad. But uh, <laughs> Shadow Love gets the win, and uh, I'm going to need to see where he gets on the next card. But I hope it's some good shit. I hope he gets some, some title opportunities in the future. Getting the uh, win over uh, good old Jared Holmes is going to boost you no matter what yeah he is a former wcf world champion former television yeah. champion former a lot of things um uh-huh. oh boy we got a big one uh would you like to talk about this next one Corey? Uh, not much to talk about is <laughs> i kind of just came and said what i was going to do and then did it yeah like i i think more than anyone uh have been on the train that for this Jace Wilds Corey Black match that Jace needs to win because this storyline has been going on for six months and if mm-hmm. Corey wins then the bad guy is gonna win it's gonna be sad uh, Jace guy win and then uh, the bad guy wins. Well, sir, <laughs> some of us have different opinions on who's the bad guy in this situation. Yeah, I. I I guess so. You and me were actually talking about this earlier this week on Facebook because we were talking about this and I was telling you, like, man, if you win, you win. That's good. But, I mean, what's Jace going to do if he loses? I mean, I set it up for him, you know. Like, I we had six months. He he had the chance, but uh, not this time, man. Not this time. Well, uh, like, you were listening to a podcast, one of the earlier podcasts, and your your words to me were basically, oh man, I heard it in their voices that they're like, oh yeah, he's gonna put Jace over like he put L over, right? <laughs> um, no, not this time. <laughs> yeah, because Corey Corey gets the win. Uh, he Jace came out and he he put up a showing and he, he yep. put up a good fight, but which is what you wanted out of him. So I I, I wanted I wanted him at, and I wanted him to learn that. He needs to do his best every single time. Not that he hasn't here in action wrestling, because he has. He has, yeah. Any other time, like, before this, he was kind of known as the guy that would not really try. Yeah. Um, I think more than anyone out of Evolution, I'm curious to see where Jace goes from here. I think... Mm -hmm. I think he would thrive in the hardcore division. I think that is kind of oh, yeah. something that he would. I mean, really, that's what he wanted. Yeah, that's what he originally wanted, and then you, you fucking came and just like, no, you're, you're fighting me, you doofus. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, you know. Like I, I, I kind of feel bad because he sh- he should have won, but 
Yeah, I mean, but... I'm not going to roll over anymore, you know? Yeah, like, I, I understand, trust me, as someone who has felt guilty over winning over someone in the past, I understand that feeling, but... Yeah. Um, you, you gotta do what you gotta do, and you gotta take what you gotta take. Um, and the end with yeah. Corey getting the throne with all the Doom Squad members—that's badass. That's fucking dope. It's fucking dope. <laughs> who who wrote this match? Uh, Torture. Ah, Torture wrote a lot of matches. No, he, dude, he was going fucking ham. He 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 made sure that this show was pristine, top to bottom. He does. He did the thing that everyone didn't want like other fed heads do which is to write all of the matches and get all the work but he uh-huh. he put in the work for this show and it fucking shows pull that shit off all right next up the big one the hardcore championship match james wolf scott slayer Corey bull robert anger <laughs> robbie anger oh man uh, i am still such a bobby rage mark but we got to give it to the to the boy, the other good Corey, because we all know that the Corey that hosts this podcast ain't worth shit. <laughs> We've got three Corys in this fed, and two of them are good. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I don't feel guilty about dissing him behind his back. He he understands that, and he wants he wants me to do worse at this point. But uh, he'll, he'll hear it. Really. He will. Um, so we've got lots of weapons. We've got some goddamns, some shit fires, some near Good fire, and the it's a one pinfall submission, uh, and Corey Bull gets it with the. Let's see, what's the move that he does? What's his what's his move? Oh, let's see, let's see. A sick combo. Yeah, a sick combo. <laughs> It's not a nice suplex. It's a sick combo. <laughs> it's like it's like in fucking Street Fighter where you land all those uh, like the hyper combo and you get like the sixty-eight <laughs> hits. Oh yeah. Uh, so props to Corey, who also get, is the first man to get a pinfall victory over one Robert Anger. Uh huh. <laughs> Robert Anger just <laughs> Bobby Rage. It just reminds me of Rick Mad. It's like yeah. <laughs> This is a generic name and then a wow. temper. What a what a is that not the deepest pull that could possibly happen? Because if I'm reading Seth's last WCF roleplay correctly, the genesis of WCF was him putting Rick Mad against some other wrestler in middle school in like a creative writing class. So Rick Mad <laughs> literally predates all of WCF. It's disgusting, um, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to Seth Lurch later in this show. But uh, pretty- uh, I was pulling Matt Slayer for sure. Oh yeah, Slayer. He 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 is one of those guys where he's so good. He just he'll have his time soon. He he's from, from what I've heard, he was one of the 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 best guys coming out of the last WCF era. So he's so young too. He's oh, got he's, so much he, to he evolve. Can, he can be he can be molded and shaped into something excellent. Like. Because, like, if I and people like NVL and D-Day and Roy have proved anything, is that the young people can, when given the right stimuli, make something of themselves in this fucked-up hobby. You're all still 17. Get out of here. I'm 23, I'll have you know. God damn it. Shut up. You're still I'm, the oldest, I'm the oldest regular member of this podcast. Lee is just starting out in 
college and Corey has been in a little bit of college. Corey's like a year, yeah, so, year long, younger than me. Yeah, it hurts, man. <laughs> oh my god, we're getting to one of the best parts of the show. I was Dude, how fucking good is this? This was the fucking coolest shit ever, I swear to God. Damn. Also, uh AK AW2K19 is released June 11th. That's today. You can go out to get GameStop and get your uh, get your game with your DLC codes for the 16-bit mini game, the uh, the WCF Legends pack. The God, so much fucking work went into this fucking game. A little blur. Dude, it's not. A- I, I'm so sad because it deep down in my heart, I know it doesn't exist. <laughs> it fucking should at this point. Look at this. God, I I think I I want to say torture came up with this, and I oh yeah he uh, he said in the Facebook chat that it was all him. He kept it from everybody. Like he was the only one that knew it was gonna happen. Because here's the thing: they teased this on an episode of Clash, and I was like, oh, that's that's gonna be pretty cool. It's gonna have like a like a little blurb. Nothing, not to this extent though. Let me just go over. The, let me just go over the fucking uh, highlights of this. Uh, create your own action wrestling world with a full roster of action wrestling superstars featuring the Cruiserweight division and AW Legends. Five story modes featuring full-length stories from your very first Clash of 2019 and ten full years to submit <laughs> yourself in the AW Hall of Fame. Wrestler of the Year, do what it takes to win the Havoc Rumble, able to survive Revolution War Games. Oh my fucking god. Okay, story modes. Five careers for I love the people that they picked for the career modes in this. Kennedy Matthews, Bobby Raids, Spencer Adams, Carly Nash, and the creator of the wrestler slot. It reminds me of the Road to WrestleMania modes from the old WWE games that were And it's actual. so diverse. And it's so diverse because you got you got the big guy like Spencer Adams, you got you got the tag team, Carly Nash, you got the, the new upstart angry talent in Bobby Rage. <laughs> Oh, man, got the yeah. Slytherin Snake, Kennedy Matthews. Yes. You got a franchise <laughs> mode with Kamiya, a 25-year franchise mode, 750 <laughs> cutscenes. <laughs> oh, man, the Havoc Rumble is his own mode. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. New this year is that you can now try the Havoc Rumble with up to 49 <gasps> other friends online. That just That's just unrealistic, but holy fuck. Wishful thinking, right? Yeah, because who has 49 friends? I don't even know 49 people. <laughs> uh, Revolution War Games, can you take down a team of four superstar- superstars, superstars in Action Wrestling's War Games match surrounded by Hell in a Cell Cage? Eight-player co-op mode, you and three other friends can survive the War Games against four other friends. This year is that now you can play online with seven other friends. That's more realistic. Yeah, a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> Create a wrestler, play now in online game modes featuring match types featuring you and nine of your friends in the ring at one time. 5v5 matches, battle royales, tag team matches, all in your hands. Let's talk about these these numbers and this roster. Uh, I love how people have just signed, like two weeks ago, like Barry Ray and Danny California, but they're already in the game. Fuck yeah, man. (laughs) Let's talk about these numbers. You're you're sitting at a hofty 92. That's pretty good. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I was telling people in the uh, the Facebook chat that you know you have to factor in strength and all that kind of stuff because yeah. I mean torture plays games. Yeah, my dude knows what he's talking about. Yeah, you're above K 
Casey Holiday. Oh, you're yeah, you're above Casey Holiday. You're mm-hmm. let's see what else. You're above uh, Kids Grove. I love so much that Jacob Lister has Oblivion as an old attire, and that Oblivion is a ninety-one, and Jacob Lister is an eighty-three. Beautiful man. God. <laughs> <laughs> J Mac at sixty-nine. That's. <laughs> Oh, Zombie McMorris is an 88. He should at least be a 90, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Roger Payton Jr. just signed, and he's already at 80. <laughs> well, I mean, look who it is. <laughs> That's true. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Wade Moore at 95, of course. The God. TFK at 89 is kind of... I'm kind of unsure of that one. Mm, true. Ah, uh, there's my boy Roy at 95. Uh, he's I don't know that one either. way more and him are tied for the highest I believe um, I'm at 89 which I think uh, is a good spot for me I think uh, I think an 89 yeah. is just about right uh, I think you and uh, you and Roy should be right fucking close yeah just a he little... could be like 91 I could see yeah yeah I think that would probably be good let's see what I mean he's a little dude right he's a little guy he's not he doesn't yeah, have yeah, much yeah. strength yeah he's he I'm 200, and he's like 173. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, the, the Legends Pack, Torture, Gravedigger, D-Day, I don't know who Jessica Cannon is, Pauly Shore, yeah. Prince Jimmy Dean, SJW, God. And then... No Max, what is this? And then the, the WCF Pack, so good, Biohazard, Creeping Death at 97, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, Seth, Seth Lurch at 69, nice. Jason Price at 95, nice. The One Arena, the oh. War Arena, the Blast Arena. Why, why the Blast of all places? Is that the only one he could remember? <laughs> <laughs> like, get like fucking, uh, well, is 13 on here later? Should have get like a 13 or something on there. Yeah, I mean, I would take a Halloween even. Halloween, Ultimate Showdown. One, War, and Blast? <laughs> One all caps war all caps blast question mark. And I thought, hey, why not? Like this is a segment that just keeps going and going. I there's so much to it. There's, Fucking wrestle jam looks even more fun. To be oh completely God, honest with you, it's such a good way to incorporate the micros. It's so Isn't good. Isn't it? Fun. Oh, God, let's look at these. You got Spence, Alex, Corey, Shadow Love, and Miyamoto. I, I think Shadow Love and Miyamoto are my favorite of the micros. Oh, dude, it's so that pose is fantastic. It, it is. Oh, God, you, you got Vaden in there, Lockhart, Bo, Kennedy, TFK. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Four bosses. The television championship is a bit rougher as you must win 15 matches before getting to the final boss, Alex Richards. <laughs> Oh man, so th- so all the modes are just basically like boss rushes. So like the cruiserweight yeah, champion is QDT, TV is Alex Richards, US is TFK, world champion is Ryan Lockhart, of course. Oh man, it's a it's a downloadable game for thirty dollars, and it doesn't have as many wrestlers, but and oh god, those torturing grave diggers, the final bosses. What? Mm. Oh no, is torture Austin Aries? Not again. No. It looks like Austin Aries, bud. It kind of looks like Austin Aries, but I can see the Randy Orton in this, particularly in the okay, tattoos. Yeah, yeah. and but, the, uh, the tights are very Randy Orton. Yes, they are. Um, 
Port Bravo, this was probably my favorite part of the whole show. It just... Yeah, me too. It it gave me things that I didn't know that I wanted until now. (laughs) The only thing he could do to top it is to actually give us contract details. Oh, God. I would kill to see those kinds of contract details, because we'll talk about it now, but that contract thread is probably the funniest thing ever, because Shadow Love (laughs) is saying how he's basically the highest paid person in AW. And and, and Odin (laughs) is like, you haven't won a world title, and you're getting paid as much as John Cena. Okay, LOL. Man, Odin keeps the shit out of that, doesn't he? Oh, my God. As he should. Let the man have his fun. Let him be a playboy. Fuck that. Odin does what he wants. Hey, he's got the Bose sponsorship. (laughs) <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of Odin, next up we've got TFK versus Odin. Um, did we expect this to go any other way? This whole story, um, this whole story is TFK poking a bee's hive, a beehive, and getting yeah. this is him getting stunned. Uh huh. <laughs> he gets not one but two marks of Odin's, and then gets put down. This is actually, I mean, kind of a short match. That's, that's the way it should have ended, though. I mean, oh. that that ended correctly. Yes, yes, it did. And <laughs> Odin submits himself as the god. As he very well should. All right. Um, and TFK, hopefully hopefully now that some things have happened that we'll get to later on the show, hopefully he can get back his prized possession, that fucking U.S. title. God, how good was that run? Holy shit. I've never talked about it to anyone, but Jesus Christ. I haven't seen that run, sadly. But Oh, man. Oh, it's good shit. Oh, man. And next up is my stuff, the Iron Boot Charity Match. It's me versus my, my boy Roy. Where did that idea come from? So, uh, originally when I came in after Havoc, uh, I was talking with a bunch of people about potential storylines, but the one that ended up winning out was towards suggesting that I do something with Roy because he knew that if I won over Roy, it would be a big like push because Roy is the only person that he considers a legend so far because he helped submit right. the Federation. And so I talked about it with yeah. Roy, and we submitted that as the Iron Boot charity match was his idea. That's That was all him. He came up with all of Damn. it. Damn. Um, and so... Uh, we didn't build it as much as other matches, but it was just going to be like a, not a big, big match, but like a fun match to like look forward to. Um, sadly, he uh, ended up having to drop out because he had some stuff going on, but uh, I was able to write the match and get everything done. So I think oh, this yeah. match came out pretty good. It was It's kind of a quick match, but the, the one thing that Roy said he wanted was that he wanted shenanigans between the representatives of the different charities that we picked. So I kind of put that in, in the middle of the match. (laughs) Um, Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, And uh, the ending is, here's the thing. Would you really be mad if you lost this match? Because it's for charity. No. Yeah. You're still giving thousands of dollars to charity. Yeah. Like this is the most baby face match you could have ever think of. There's nothing better. Like, uh, when Gravedigger told me to leave the ending open, I was like, oh no, someone's going to come and heal it up and ruin this charity moment. But no, it's probably the cleanest finish of the whole show. The feel-good moment. The feel-good moment where we shake hands, hug, sign checks. Perfect. Kiss each other. 
<laughs> we didn't get that. We didn't. We didn't go that far. <laughs> now, I will be right back. I have to go get some food. Uh, oh, I'll cool. come back as soon as I can. All right. Uh, sorry about that. My recording software shut off while I was away. That's not cool at all. Um, it, is. it is what it is. Um, next match is Spencer Adams versus Kyle Kemp. Fight Smart Explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and before the match even starts, uh, there is some shenanigans with Camilla Gonzalez uh, oh. saying that <laughs> uh, this match isn't going to happen. Uh, there's, uh, I don't know what I don't know exactly what the story is between Camille and, uh, and Kyle, but they just do not like each other. I'm a pretty big fan of the use of the uh, Donald Trump protest. That is that's just that's just funny. <laughs> that's just you know what that is that's something that I believe like Andre would Andre Holmes would incorporate into like an RPR match just put on like a like a Donald Trump protest rally in the middle of a match and say, oh, the oh, yeah. fans are rioting because they don't get to see Kyle Kemp. <laughs> that. Of all people, it's like, ah, shit, Kyle Kemp, we need to see Kyle Kemp. <laughs> and, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, out of nowhere, apparent AW legend Shia LaBeouf comes back and... Shia LaBeouf. I I don't under, I don't know the lore between behind Shia LaBeouf and AW, but uh, apparently it says that he was a former AW interviewer? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember seeing Shia LaBeouf, and all I could think of was that damn video where he's a cannibal. I love that video, but apparently, <laughs> uh, from what I can, it's hard to read because Shia LaBeouf doesn't have his own coding; he's just plain text, but. He's right. here to introduce KOS, which is the new name of Spencer Adams. Pretty sweet. I don't know what KOS stands for, but hopefully it's something cool. So he's going through his Prince phase, where he is just an initial. He's not Spencer Adams anymore. Uh, it's King of Snacks. I believe it. Um, and when the match <laughs> actually gets going, it's actually a pretty, pretty good match. Uh, there's a lot oh, yeah. of a couple near falls, uh, but eventually Spencer Adams continues his evolution winning streak. It's written in that uh, that war kind of style where it's the uh, the announcers yeah, announcing what's yeah, yeah, it's most of the announcers kind of doing mm-hmm. the action and all it's that. It's fine. Which it, is good. It, it, it was always jarring for me. I'm, always, I'm used to the whole, you know, typing out paragraph by paragraph. Some people and then do, we get yeah, some more time and be like, oh, God. But some people like do that better, like incorporating the commentators and all that, which is good because uh, yeah, some people fine. some people struggle with writing commentators. Oh, for sure. Well, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, this is a good, and I uh, hope to see better stuff uh, out at the other end of this for both guys, especially mm-hmm. Kim. That dude is due for something. Oh, for sure. Oh boy, this segment. Uh, what segment is this? this is the huge, Who's this guy? This is the huge debut segment. Uh, I've never the, heard of this guy before. <laughs> uh, I'll just reiterate what I said at the start of this. I knew that this was happening because I talk with T.O. and I talk with Torture. And keeping this a secret was... 
it, it made me giddy inside knowing that it, what was about <laughs> to happen. So um, yeah, this is this is a pitch perfect debut, I'd say. I'll say the yeah only, for sure. Like the, the only de- the only up. the only debut that I think top this in terms and this is kind of a meme answer but scott steiner's wwe debut oh, always God. always makes me it makes me happy in the way that only wrestling can make me happy when you have a large steroid abusing man going to a ring and, and, and shout give me a fucking mic <laughs> but yes to is at evolution and he goes out he cuts a promo super baby face he is here to oh. stay. He's here for competition, and we are here for it. Yep. Oh boy, I'm, I'm so. I'm noted. Uh, it's Tio Blaze. It is Tio Blaze because there is a difference between the different uh, incarnations of Teddy Blaze, Tio Del Sol, Tio Blaze. Yep. Interesting to note. Keep that in mind as we go on to probably one of the most hyped up matches of the, of the whole show. The heck in a sec match for the U.S. title. <laughs> Sam Kidsgrove versus Dandy DeVito. Have you never heard that term used before? I feel like I have. It just hits me. <laughs> heck in a sec. I do appreciate the use of the the hell in a sec theme. So the lights in the shit. Yeah, and this is about as much as you would expect of two men who hate each other. Just looking to kill each mm-hmm. other. The ending of this match is absolute brutality. It's power bomb <laughs> Isn't it? on the roof, down below. The only reason that Dandy wins is because his arm just happened to be touching Kitsgrove's shoulder. That's some shit, isn't and, it? <laughs> and like the end is like everyone is dead silent because they think they just watched two men die. I mean, taking that, yeah, pretty damn close. Like that is. I think this was the right way to end this, this feud and this storyline with just brutality. Mm-hmm. Like Billy just says, barely. neither of them are moving at the end. <laughs> let me go let my dog in. She's scratching at my door. Oh, sure. I let this dog into my room, and the first thing that she does is go towards the food I have. Unbelievable. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't know where these two can go from here because they're kind of... This ending makes it seem like they're out of commission for a while, which is sad, but it's good because they had such a long story that they were building towards. Yeah, and this is kind of the, the segue you are talking about with uh, TFK, where the contenders for the United States Championship are mm-hmm. not to spoil uh, the segment coming up, but uh, they're kind of out of commission here. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good writing. Good uh, good uh, forethought from uh, <laughs> Gravedigger Archer, for sure. Um, coming up next, we have a concert in the rain, yeah. in the veins of a WrestleMania Flowrider performance. We get Ariana going through her latest hits. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> and, at the, and at the very end, she gets uh, interrupted by 
uh, Seth Colt and Carlo Lopez. Because <laughs> they are coming out for the second annual Prince Jimmy Dean Memorial Battle Royale. This is what for. This is the good shit. We got Chris Moxley, <laughs> Tyson Black, and Kevin White, Average Bob, Vincent Pride, uh, Andre Aquarius <laughs> is out here, Aaron <laughs> Faust coming out here, we got the boy Petrov, uh, Knees Man himself, Hajit, and then... My name Petrov. My name Petrov. We do not get bright <laughs> cast in my country. Audio not available. <laughs> Uh, and the big surprise entrance of this Battle Royale, Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Woo, buddy. <laughs> Perfection. That is... That, yeah, that was the big the big one, wasn't it? It was. And it's so, it's so good. It's so timely. It'll, it'll most likely date this show, but I don't care. It's, oh, it's fine. We're going to look back five years and be like, what the fuck's Ariana Grande? <laughs> um, and... Uh, at the very end of it, we get Chase Jackson winning the Prince Jimmy Dean Memorial Battle Royale. Uh, I would have it no other way. Neither would I. Did anyone actually seriously RP for this? I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure no. I mean, it was a bunch of joke characters. Yes, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of joke characters for a fun, fun popcorn match. You, you gotta have a, one of these on the show, just like a like a joke character thing. Um, it's the uh, it's gimmick battle royal. Yeah, the gimmick battle royal. I was about to I was about to mention that. Coming up yeah, next. Oh my god, these guys. Let me just say before I talk about this that these guys were listed at the very bottom of the main show card, maybe above. Oh yeah. The, the battle royale, and they hopped all the way up to like the top of the middle of the show. They went up like seven spots or something like that. That's outstanding. What? And these guys. Should what be, six of them? Yeah. And these guys Taking should be fucking, fucking commended. It's the Cruiserweight uh-huh. Championship match. We got Daniel Westbrook, Charlie Sadist, Wrestler X, Shane Drexel, Derek Vaden, and Alexander Pastanak. <laughs> and this, Such a testament to those guys that they got up to this far on the card. I know, because like, I know that Tort likes to have his cards be flexible, and this is a proof of that. And uh, let's give it up for... Derek Vaden, the boy, he did it. He is the new cruiserweight champion, like we hoped he would become. <laughs> I don't know what that just was, but... but uh, I'm thrilled. I... <laughs> hey. My dog is apparently excited for it, too. Um, <laughs> God, Derek Vaden is... He, he... No, I'm not giving you food. Derek is one of those... Oh, that was such a sad sound. He, he's like... I didn't know this until I had him on the show, but like he's also one of those young guys who has a lot like coming forward for him. So uh, hopefully oh, yeah. he becomes the new king of the cruiserweight division and he just, he just fucking rocks it. So, Dude, I started in the cruiserweight division. Like It wasn't the way it is now, but that's where my character was typecast yeah. as a cruiserweight. So I mean, there's fucking room to move. And like... Just look at QDT. Look at where he is now. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably a better uh, better example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, we get a little hype segment about 2019. So, next show, Glory, live on Primetime CBS, 4th of July special on a Thursday. Uh, so, it's a 
special show for the armed forces. Next pay per view is car- cool. Carnage. I love, I love that image. Just, just a wrecked car. With a car, Carnage. Carnage. <laughs> Carnage. Also That's one what... of my, also one of my favorite Marvel villains. Oh, fantastic villain. Uh, that's on July 28th from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, after that, we have Uprising, the big one, August 18th, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, All-in match. Eight superstars. Okay, I'll give you some food. Relax. Give me some food. Come on. Um, <laughs> big one for you. First ever uh, AW13. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Tournament of Death for the Hardcore title. That's going to be good. Uh, I, a lot of people didn't catch that. It's that and then execution the next two nights. Like, it's oh. a fucking weekend madness. Jesus. It's execution. Yeah, lots of people didn't catch it. So it's live on Saturday. So it's Friday is 13. Saturday is execution yep. 1. Sunday is execution ju- uh, 2. I was at execution Jude. That is horrible. <laughs> It'll be, uh, I think Sunday is when they're doing the uh, the Illumination Chamber live in chat. Oh, that's going to be so good. So, like, it'll be it'll be 13, and then it'll be Execution, which won't have a main event. Well, I mean, it'll have a main event, but then the Illumination Chamber will be on Sunday. That's how I... Yeah, and the Illumination under- Chamber is for the World Heavyweight Championship. Speaking of yep. uh, elimina- uh, Execution Jew and Illumination Chamber, do you know the story behind WWE and renaming the Evolution Chamber? The, the Illumination Chamber in Germany. No. So Oh, Chamber. Yeah, that makes so sense. So here's the thing. In Germany, they don't call it the Elimination Chamber because you don't want to call your pay-per-view that in Germany with the history, so they call it WWE No Escape. Oh, okay. yeah, that makes a lot more sense than using Chamber over there, doesn't it? And my, my <laughs> slip saying Execution Jew reminded me of that little tidbit of knowledge. Uh, after that, we have Pandemic, which is just a pay-per-view, live on Sunday, October 13th, TBD. Turmoil, where the wrestler of the year will be announced live on CBS on a Sunday. 16, 16 folks in a tournament. Jesus, 16 folks, and the world title will be on the line in every single round. That fucking sucks. Jesus, I hope I'm I mean, not. it's fantastic. It's but fantastic, so but it's... it's, it's a, it, the only person that I've ever seen actually make it through a whole series like this from start to finish is Skyler Stryker in WCF, where he started as world champion in the tournament and then came out world champion at the end of the tournament. Yep, yep, that's going to be some shit for a lot of people. Yep, and the <laughs> last announcement, uh, 25 cruiserweights in an over-the-top battle royale the Christmas Cruiserweight Havoc Rumble. On the do we have 25 Cruiserweights? I think we do. I want to say we do. Uh, if not, I'm sure we characters. I don't know if we have 25 Cruiserweights. Who knows? Speaking of Cruiserweights... <laughs> it's weird do we have 25? It's like, uh, am I part of this? Yeah, part of this now. <laughs> do you weigh less than 201 pounds? No... Then you're not a cruiserweight, I'm sorry to say. Shave the beard and it might be. <laughs> your your beard weighs ten pounds on its own. Possible. <laughs> uh, next up, William Moore versus Q T T Q D T What a 
fucking this is some shit right oh, here. Oh man, fucking fucking Wade coming out on his Leviathan shit. God damn. God the man. fucking Zaplow text. I love it. I love the the Eldritch text. It's yeah. so good. It it reminds me of the the glory days of the Beach Crew. Yeah, yeah. And also, hmm. chewing food there for a minute. Okay. I think I think Tort used this as an example of someone taking a loss from evolution and using it to move forward, using QDT yep. as an example, and he's a good example because this is a big match. And oh, it's that, huge! And I think some people, this was one of the more like, it could go either way type matches, but I think a couple of people had QDT winning this one, so uh, Damn. it'll be curious to see where he goes from here. Because he's now officially a heavyweight. He's not going back to the Cruiserweight division anytime soon. I hope not. Um, and William Moore, he, he's got good things coming for him. He's going to probably be back <laughs> in the world title scene before too long. I, I love the name change that's, that he tried to do a gimmick change, but it's like, nah, you, nah you're Wade. You stop that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, got the little violent. Yeah. Or you, just, you just quit. A little violent, yeah. <laughs> but the William Moore shtick... Uh, that he's been doing is really good. I, I am a fan of William Moore and his oh yeah his his, his I mean, particular I do, right? his particular taste of holier than now preachiness. Yeah. Um, next match, a big match. The winner gets Torture's WCF Hall of Fame spot. Alex Richards versus yeah. Noble Savage. A feud that has been going Are you on. About that way. Fuck. <laughs> yes, yes, Lexi. What do you want? Lexi is officially the third guest of the podcast now. <laughs> She's whining. <laughs> yeah, she is. She, I don't know. She might need to go outside later. I'll, I'll, I'll do that later when I'm not doing this. But uh, uh, yeah. you were, you were going to say something about this? Oh, uh, uh, talk about a match that could go either way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because these two have been, I mean, this, this is a match that's been five months in the making, albeit in another federation, but still. And I, I'm so happy that they continued it, like, Props to, I assume Torture did this, but yeah, um, I'm I'm so thrilled that it the, got a good finish. The fact that Torture put his Hall of Fame spot up on the line for this shocked me because I didn't think he would give that up. But uh, not to spoil the match, but Alex Richards I think was is definitely a worthy inductee into the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, also one minor gripe about Torture's. Hall of Fame entry on the official WCF website. It was edited by Seth in like 2016 uh, as part of their storyline. So now it just says, Torch is a fucking prick. Doesn't do shit. No, he's not worth a fucking damn. And he's actually a big old fucking loser. And then once the storyline ended, Seth never bothered to rewrite it. Yep. Now it's just just like (laughs) that forever. Maybe that's why he gave Maybe. it up. Seth this is George, like, oh, fuck you guys. Alex Richards, you can have that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> get, get this little, these scraps. But yeah. we would be remiss if we didn't discuss Master of Puppets heading the... God, Master of Puppets. Can you just think of a theme song more synonymous with an e-fighting person than Master of Puppets with Seth Lurch? No. I mean, it's been... 18 years? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, it's stuck. I love that he comes out in a full tuxedo and he's like like hot-dogging his way down the ring coming up on commentary <laughs> to make it official. Uh, 
do you think they got uh, that there was approval from Seth, or they just kind of did it? I think so. Seth was in the chat during yeah. the Havoc Rumble, so I think Tort definitely has like contact info. He probably get that approved ahead of time. That that was me. That was me in the chat. No, Seth Lurch actually listed as yeah. Seth Lurch when he showed up in the Havoc Rumble. No, that was me. I was Seth Lurch. <laughs> Just go fuck yourself. When he showed up, I changed my, I changed my name to that because I, I wanted to stay incognito. I thought for the longest fucking time that it was actually Seth in there. You fucking monster. I hate you. Get out of this call. Just I'm pretty out. sure he wasn't in there. I'm pretty sure it was me because my name was Seth Large for a while. Just get out. Don't come back. But I wanted to be in the chat and watch all the shit. I just didn't want anybody to know it was me. This is this is worse than my parents telling me that Santa didn't exist. Santa didn't exist. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but uh, yeah, Alex Richards wins. Richards, the best. Oh boy, I have to face him this week. Yeah. I, right. Oh man, I'm concerned. But I have to face you too. But I'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, next up, we got a quick segment and a good one. It's Camille saying that she's going to dress everyone on the next episode of Clash and get some info out there and get a fresh start. And then Torture comes in with a bloody U.S. title like, yeah, they didn't make it. Both of those guys are dead. This title's vacant. Do something about it. <laughs> it's officially vacant. So oh. fix that next week, too. <laughs> and the crowd, ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. And here it is. It's the main event. Michael X versus Ryan Lockhart for the World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, we get some special entrances for it, too. Those two guys. Goddamn. Just props to the both of them, because I know Ryan was was kind of struggling to get an RP out, but uh, it it, it evidently paid off, because he is still your world champion after Evolution, despite going against one of the strongest guys in E-Fighting, Michael X. I'm so glad he's up there now, though. Oh, he absolutely! I'm absolutely so so glad he's 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 deserving of his main event spot. And I mean, uh, both these guys really kind of struggled for a little bit. Not they're not by anything that they did or didn't do. Just just kind of lost in the shuffle. But Ethan King getting stuck in the Alpha Division where he belongs, and Michael Mm. X kind (laughs) of. doing his own thing with Bernard Corrin at WCF, but they eventually rose up and now look at him. Uh, yeah. And so, Ryan Lockhart wins. There's no cash in. Everything's everything's clean. Ryan Lockhart is still champion, and that's how Evolution 2 ends. And even though, Ryan Lockhart, even though Ryan Lockhart is a heel and he wins, it's still a good ending to the show, because he's just yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, puppy. Oh, so... So upset. So upset because <laughs> the bad guy won. <laughs> the bad guy has to win sometimes. Wouldn't you know? So <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> <gasps> oh my god! I I'm looking at the card for Clash, and I saw a name that I thought I would never see again in a million years. Wait, let me guess. Hold on, let me see. It is. Uh, I've seen all these people. These people all make sense. Yeah, I've seen... Al Envy. 
who the fuck is Alan V? Who the fuck is Alan V? So, let's start with talking about this card, because this is a good-ass card. We've got, in our, opening, in, our, in our opening match, RJ Collins versus Chad Wagner versus Lisa Foster versus the meme himself, Al Envy. If you don't know... Who the If you don't know, in WCF, we had this guy, and he was one of those fly-by-night guys. I think he was associated with L.A. Johnny Styles. I'm not sure. If if he is, I don't it, it would make sense why he would come back. But he he, he came and he, he went. Uh, but I think it was Johnny Fly who started the meme of like saying, "Who the fuck is Al Envy?" Since <laughs> no one knew who he was, yeah. and to see him back, it feels like a fever dream. <laughs> can't believe it. Let me. I can't this. believe it. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> but uh. You know, somebody actually messaged me and is like, like, someone you wouldn't imagine was looking at a card as such as this. And they were like, why the fuck is Al Envy on that card? <laughs> and I go, I don't know, I'm not really paying that much attention. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all I can say is good luck to him. Um, next up, Kyle Kemp versus Kennedy Matthews versus QDT. What a fucking match! And it's the second match on the card, too. God. Fucking match, right? God, like, all these people are coming out of big storylines and looking to prove mm-hmm. themselves, and we'll see who it is. It'll, it's going to be a match to look out for. That's a sleeper match. For fucking sure, man. Goddamn. Walter versus Ariel Shadows. That'll be a good match. Yeah, obviously. Ryan Elias versus Jacob Lister and Lizzie Hope. All of these, uh, with the, with the exception of Ryan, I think, are kind of riding some momentum from either squashing someone on the pre-show or getting betrayed by everyone and becoming the biggest babyface in the company. <laughs> so that that should be one to look out for. Uh, I mean, it, that's going to be a proving match for sure for uh, yeah. two of those people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got the cruiserweight title on the line. Derek Vaden versus Danny Westbrook. Got to gotta defend that belt. You just won, baby. Fuck gotta, yeah, man! Gotta prove yourself. Scott Slayer versus James Wolf. Um, kind of a, that, this kind of the, this match is kind of a milling match because I feel like Scott Slayer and James Wolf have kind of fought each other a lot lately. So hopefully, he, I, I don't I don't think this is a feud. I think this is just two guys who just happen to be booked against each other a lot. They're similar. They're in similar uh, writing styles and similar. What, I don't want to say like card position, but, like, they're not interchangeable by any means, but no, they, no. one of them needs to go ahead of the other, and this is probably the way to do it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see who comes out strong in that regard. We got Dane Preston versus L.A. Johnny Styles. We got both these guys kind of rising up. Johnny Styles, like, I thought, I saw people, it's like, thinking that because he no-showed his first match that he would just kind of, like, fall into the archives, but he's starting to prove himself getting up the card this oh. way. Yeah, go so, uh, good on him. Got Roger uh-huh. Payton Jr. versus Claire Hawkins. This is going to be a good one. I, Fucking A's. I want to dude. see Chris, the king of the 10K novella RPs, reduced to just 1K and see how he handles it. Oh, God, he's going to be hurting, isn't he? He's going to be like, oh, Fuck, I can't fucking put any of the fucking character development on his... It's just fucking 1K. I don't understand. <laughs> It's either going to be 18,000 revisions or 500 words of, eh, fuck it. Oh, yeah. 
he could the, the one thing about him is that on any div, on any given day he could totally just be like ah fuck it i don't care i'm just gonna just mm. go watch the telly or whatever it is these british people do watch the telly I'm going to catch the catch the footy match and maybe catch the latest episode of Doctor Who. Get a spot of tea. Oh, God. He's going to kill me when he hears this. Oh, man. You are getting butchered, my man. He's going to he's gonna bury me in the hole. He's going to bring back Joey Flash just to bury me. I know he will, let's see. He's absolutely going to do that. <laughs> um, Shadow Love and TFK versus Odin Balfour and Noble Savage. What a fucking team. What a god. <laughs> First off, Shadow Love and TFK is a dream team come true. And yeah. Odin and Noble that's a that's a bit of an out there team, but I'm here for it. I am living for that team right now. Oh god, this match. It's you, me, Alex, and Michael. Number one contenders match for Carnage for the world title. Boy, am I excited! I'm excited. I'm also like slightly anxious because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure something out because I wasn't expecting to get up to the top this early. Uh, I wasn't expecting to be booked again until September. So, <laughs> well, well, we gotta <laughs> wait. That. Well, we gotta wait our turn because a certain Robert Anger is getting a world title <laughs> shot against Rylock. Fuck yeah, Rick Mad, go for it. Go for it. I. Can you imagine if Bobby Ray wins the world title? That'll be the the week after Evolution and Lockhart loses. Oh, oh no! Oh my He's, god! Oh no! The cash in! Oh no! It's gonna happen. Ryan's gonna. Oh no! He's gonna be lulled into a false sense of security, and then, bam! Don't do it. This is your warning. Don't do it. Don't do it. You got Ryan. You gotta take Bobby Ray as serious as Michael X. You gotta look who's not booked. Oh my god. What if this has this... all been pre-planned by torture in advance? What if uh, Casey's like, is... what if Casey's like oh, no. they're they're all expecting me to do it at Evolution. I'm gonna do it the week after Evolution. What if it's just a red herring? Oh my god. And then also we got, we got we got uh Kamiya saying she's gonna confront and address the entire roster for a fresh mm-hmm. new direction for action wrestling. Changing the color to green. Oh, get that neon WCF green and have people's eyes bleed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this this fucking blurb. Lockhart survived Evolution too, and Michael X's offense can Lockhart survive a second straight week and hold on to the world championship during the greatest reign in history, or will the beast Bobby Rage fold him up into a delicious sandwich with all trimmings? Trimmings. <laughs> God, I want Bobby Rage to come out and just fucking clean house. Just, just dick swing all over. <laughs> He would be an immediate legend in my book if that happened. I'm so hyped. I mean, the clear pairing for this is the cash-in, but... Yeah, but... I mean, I don't know. Well, uh, we have questions to get to, but I will let this lady outside and have her go do her business. I'll return. Hopefully, I won't have to start another new recording. I'll be as (laughs) quick as I can. Sounds good, man. All right, well, question time, and we're doing this under the caveat that Corey has to 
answer every question aimed at Tort as if he was Tort. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to start with uh, Jace Wilde's questions. Which match stole the show for you? I think, for me, probably... I'm going to say the Hell in a Cell match. I mean, it's got to be Cruiserweights, right? Yeah, Cruiserweights is actually a better answer, because fuck the effort those guys put in. Uh, <laughs> which match took you by surprise in terms of where it was versus how good it turned out? Maybe. I mean, it's got to be Cruiserweights, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will also give a shout-out to the uh, Royal Family match and Swerve happening so oh, yeah. early in the card. That was good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you read RPs, were there any that stood out to you? Nah. We, we <laughs> me and Corey don't read RPs. We just don't. We just don't have the time. I'm gonna try to listen. I need to do. <laughs> I'm gonna try to start reading more. Um, yeah. And lastly, when is Wilds going to be back on the cast? Well, I got. I literally get messages every day from different people saying, "Hey, if you ever got the time, I'd love to be on the cast." Like, I, I get messages from the owners of this company saying, "Hey, yo, I got a time frame. Let's make the cast happen." So, everyone will be on at some point. I just gotta, I, I just gotta schedule things. <laughs> like, I got a message yesterday from Gravedigger saying that he wanted to be on. I was like, "Oh boy." Fuck yeah, man. The only other, the only person that I have confirmed for this month is Harry Diderot because he's going to be retiring after Carnage and he has apparently stories and dirt to dish out on on TFK, so that'll be good. <laughs> so there, there's room for more people, but we're going to you know, work on that. Um, so thank you for that, Jace. Scott Slayer asked, after the show, who's going to be your next guest? I don't know yet. I haven't. I haven't decided who that's going to be for next week. Um, so huh? I'll figure it out sooner rather than later. And also, I gotta talk with the other Pride guys and let them know what's what the deal is, so that they're not in the dark. Sure. Uh, so thank you for that, Scott Richie, Rich, Mr. Diderot himself. FPV and maybe Pasta are John Houston films about aesthetics, people, or the simple pathos of real situations. I cannot answer this because I've never watched a John Houston film, sadly. <laughs> Hold on, let me see. I, I have no idea off the top of my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not addressed in the question, but I'll answer maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know any of this dude's movies. No. I, I googled it and nothing came up. Huh. Well. Sorry, Rich. Um, maybe it was spelled wrong. There's a, there's a Huston, H-U-S-T-O-N. Maybe. That's a... Um, so we'll just move on to his next question. Let's talk comedy. Do you guys have favorite comedians, past or present? Um, I don't have my favorites. My favorites are probably in the vein of a of a Mitch Hedberg type one-liner dude. Stoned out. Yeah, you seem like a Hedberg guy. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I love his jokes. I have them memorized fully uh, <laughs> and also shout outs to um uh, lewis black and mm-hmm. uh, john mulaney those guys uh, mulaney's fantastic mulaney is perfection 
on stage. Not so much oh, on shit. not so much on his uh, his own show, but his his stand up. There's a reason that he's become a meme because of his stand up. It's just so goddamn good. Uh, can we give props to Adam Sandler for his latest? Uh, what is his latest? I don't know. It's on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but oh, it's I mean, it's part of his within the last year. Uh, I yeah. haven't watched it. Oh, one, oh more, so one more that I want to give a shout-out to, uh, Dave Chappelle, one of the best well, sketch, yeah. sketch comedy people, best stand-up people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, two, how fucking good was that show? It was it was pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Guess spot, that goddamn cookie question. Go. <laughs> What's your favorite cookie? Uh, oh, God, you don't want to know. No, tell me. I want to know. Unless it's like chocolate chips sprinkled in cum or something, then I don't want to know. Well, no, it's very, very wrong. Uh, it's uh, oatmeal raisin. Oh. <laughs> okay. I know, right? Everybody's like, oh, God, it looks like chocolate chip, but you get the raisin. It's fucking good. I don't care what you say. Well, you're entitled to your opinion, so I'm just going to move on to QDT's questions. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, for Corey... Tell us a bit about the Doom Squad idea. Was Jason on it? Why him? Was it hard keeping a secret for so long? Oh, good lord. Um, it started out as a joke that I made six, half months ago, maybe. I was like, how funny would it be if we had masked people attack Jace every single show for, I don't know, five, six months? Because that was his shtick. He was the masked guy constantly, and we all, we'd all rag on him. And then it turns out it was me all along. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And then uh, we didn't tell Jace. I mean, I didn't tell Jace. I didn't tell anyone. I, As far as I know, it was just myself, Torture, and Gravedigger that knew. That's wild. I'm surprised that you wouldn't let Jace in on that, but I guess it makes sense. Well, I mean, I figured he would probably sour on it real quick, which he did. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh I don't I mean, know. I, I, I don't know what he his reaction was uh, during the the six months, but I don't know. And my my whole thing was, how funny would it be if we had these masked guys come and he just takes them out in one shot? <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. It was the funniest thing to me. And then I wrote like almost all of those segments. There's a couple that torture did, but I was like, this is this is fucking funny. And I just do it like gleefully, just type away, like <laughs> this is hilarious. Oh, well, at least you had fun with it. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, somebody did so. <laughs> favorite WCF memories, and you have probably more of them, so I'll let you take the reins on this one for a hot second. Um, fuck. It's hard to say, because they all kind of blend together after a while. Like, I'm... That makes sense. I'm a guy that likes the friendships that come out of that, like, very solid friendships with Price and Gravedigger and Torture and Seth and... You to an extent, like we've chatted a couple times, but yeah. I'll make sure I chat with you more. No, it, it's you. just we should start talking about Gojira more. Oh my god, fucking Gojira! We need to have. I need to start that podcast again, like the Pablo cast, except make it a Gojira cast and talk about uh, fucking I don't know magma or from more serious to Mars. Dude, I'm gonna see him in less than two months. I'm so fucking hyped. That fucking okay, that fucking Notfest Roadshow tour. I want to go oh. there so bad, but I don't have the money because I love all of those bands. I love Slipknot. I love Gojira. I love Volbeat. Hold on, let me blow your mind. First of all, Behemoth is fucking amazing. Good. Second of all, they're they're doing the Iowa State Fair. 
Oh. It's just going to be Scott and Gojira. Like, the other two aren't even going to be there, so we get extended sets. Oh. And we get tickets through work because we work with the Iowa State Fair pretty closely. So I'm, so, I'm yeah, baby. You are making me sad because those are all things that I just cannot have. And then the day before, Megadeth's playing the Illinois State Fair, and I'm trying oh. to convince my girlfriend to probably go check that out, too. Is Megadeth good these days? I think, I think they would be. Megadeth, oh, fucking Meg- Christ. Yeah. Megadeth oh. sounds like those bands that are in the middle of a renaissance, like an Iron Maiden or something like that, that or a Juice Priest that are just insanely good, but also extremely classic. Oh, my God. Their last album, D- Dis- Dystopia? Dysotopia? Dystopia. Whatever. Yeah, it fucking rules. Yeah, apparently all their recent albums are really good, so that's... Oh that's, my god, Megadeth. I'm so surprised that. that you can keep that going after so long, so... Yeah, they're one of those legendary ones, for sure. Yeah. Um, back to WCF. I think the memory of you that I remember most was uh, your one main event against Odin, where you fucking beat him. Damn, yeah, that was dope, wasn't it? Yeah, that was very dope, because barely anyone beats Odin anymore. <laughs> And, no, and to be in the one main event, like I, that was the first and only time I had done that. So and, and you won, so you made the most of it. And for you also, yeah. um, King of the Death Match. Oh, dude, the Death Match shit was fucking killer. I am so privileged that I was. I'm the only other person who can say that I'm the King of the Death Match. Oh yeah, I'm glad you whooped my ass too. That was fun. Oh god, it was so good because you had beat me like two months before after I tried really yeah. hard. I was like, ah shit. So I won the tournament. I was like, I'm going to try really hard this time. And then I did it. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was that was straight up, too. I didn't lay down, as they say. You no. fucking whooped yeah, my like, ass. It was a legitimate, like, RP, RP, mono mono type deal. Um, mm-hmm. As for my memories, that's probably one of them. Uh, the other one is that fucking four-way match where I won the world title against Fly, Gravedigger, and Oblivion. And Jesus Christ. Like, like... The names in that match, and like I was the, I, I, I would consider myself the odd one out in that match, but to get that title in that way, that's special. Like, uh, yeah, the Jason O'Neill is certainly funnier, but yeah. <laughs> not as prestigious as the first. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I put in there beating Fly one on one is. Yeah, I, I didn't come close, but I. I, I didn't beat him one-on-one, but at the very least, we got Vagina Feud out of it, so it was worth something. Yeah, Vagina Feud. Uh, actually, I got messaged by uh, one of the Minnesota brothers, Jacob. He He's like, yo, dude, I was talking with some people earlier, and I just randomly remembered about, about Vagina Feud. I was like, and I tried <laughs> to explain it to his friends. I'm like, why would you even try to explain that to someone? Like, There's like, so much that goes into that. Like, There's so much in that one bit. How could you explain <laughs> that? Like, I could give a detail. You have to explain even. You have to explain why you write those things. You yeah. have to explain that somebody took the thing and we <laughs> every made a vagina. Like, how do you... <laughs> like, if you don't know, I'm going to educate people on what Vagina Feud is. Because I think we've talked about it a couple times on the cast. Um, in WCF, I had a match against Johnny Fly, and I, I want to say it was war where i had a world title match against him i wasn't in the war match and um it was like a three rp affair like i tried my best he put out his best and he 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 beat me but uh, along with my three regular role plays i put out a bonus role play where i literally took one of his role plays copy and pasted it but i replaced every other wood word with vagina and it came out (laughs) to be like a absurdist incomprehensible hilarious mess like he 
he kicked the man in the vagina or he he pressed the vagina and it made a loud noise <laughs> <laughs> i will i will try to find it on the wcf board so i'll post the link so that you can like actually look at it but uh i didn't win the match but i won roleplay of the week for it okay did. And i like, think i did the same thing like because somebody else took one did orbit take one and do that uh, Orbit, yeah, Orbit, uh, Orbit did Vagina Feud too, where it wasn't a copy and paste, but he took the concept and he went kind of to the logical yeah. extreme of with it. I did Vagina Feud three, which was I'm pretty sure just, ha, are you gonna suck my vagina or what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. Yeah. <laughs> what that is the weirdest trilogy, but it's also one of the best because, like, think about it, you've got me, you. <laughs> Orbit, three of the best guys putting out just fucking nonsense. Oh, Vagina Feud's the fucking best, man. That's that's probably one of my favorite moments as well, Vagina Feud. Um, <laughs> the the TV title run that I had in 2016 was pretty fucking dope, all things considered. Okay. Um, what else? There's probably a bunch of stuff from WCF. Um, you know, I think I'll leave it there. It's a pretty good list. Um, best Zelda game. Oh my god. Do, are you a Zelda fan? Uh, I play as many games as I am able to, but I haven't played all of them. Okay, so, I mean, it, it's so hard to say because Ocarina of Time yeah. fucking legendary. I mean, Majora's Mask, fucking legendary. The first Zelda game I played was Link's Awakening on the original Game Boy. Oh boy. Like, the fucking brick. I think that's my favorite, and then probably Breath of the Wild is damn close to beating that, because that game is just fucking good. I don't think I've actually beaten a Zelda game to completion, but I think the one that I came the closest to is a is a damn good one, because the, the one I came closest to is A Link to the Past. Oh, sure. So That's I'll, fucking legendary, too. So I'll, I mean, I'll go with that one. I'll go with Link to the Past, because that's a, that's, a, that's a really good game. Um, oh, yeah. Are you excited for Breath of the Wild 2, or whatever it's going to be called? Dude, well, I, we were watching that this this morning, and everyone in the office was, like, cheering and just jumping around. I need to get a Switch. Fucking so- I need to get a Switch for Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild 2, Mario Maker 2, all this uh-huh. awesome Switch stuff that they'll have on there. Oh, Switch man. is killing it, man. Yeah, but I got, I got an Xbox One, and my brother, for $1, gave me a fucking year of Game Pass, so I got a bunch of free games, so... I'm not Hell hurting. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hurting. Like I downloaded a bunch of fighting games, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, Street Fighter, God, Mortal Kombat Excel. <laughs> I'm downloading Oh, Excel's good shit too. I'm downloading Just Cause three right now. I'm gonna probably re download I'm, I'm I'm playing Just Cause three on my fucking PS4. Hey, uh Just Cause four is also on there, but I wanna do three first because I've heard better yeah. things about three. Do a three spawn. Um and I also, I'm downloading Elder Scrolls Online because that's apparently on there. Um, Goddamn! Get back and get back <laughs> into Sea of Thieves. Now that it's a good game. Yeah, I heard that they had a sweet ass update. Oh, it's so much better than it was when it launched. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, and how has e wrestling evolved during your many years in the game? Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's still evolving um, to this it- day in ways that like. I am glad that it's it's going into because I'll let you get first because you've been in it longer than I have. Yeah, I mean, it started out when I started. It was not even on fucking easy boards. Or what are we on now? Are we on easy boards now? This is a 
Freeforms, but Freeforms. It's, it's technically pro yeah. boards. I'm, but I know that old from, WCF used to be on fucking Angel Fire. Yep, yep. We had the. It wasn't even a message board, really. It looked like a fucking Reddit post that you would make. It was like the title, and then your post was right there. And I mean, you maybe wrote six hundred words. Like it was outlandish to go a thousand. You see somebody writing a thousand, you're going. Where the fuck is this guy getting all I the time? You know, back in the day, Logan would be one of those guys who would go to a thousand words. Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to bring him up, but it's pertinent yeah, to the history. Best, yeah, that, he wrote a lot. So. Yeah. And then, I mean, the getting into the character development, you you didn't do that. Your character development was your character biography, all and of, you just all of the classic characters. From that era, your Corey Blacks, your Creeping Deaths, your Gravediggers, your Tortures. I've noticed that they all seem to have kind of similar backstories. And, like, they had a violent upbringing and one of their close mentors or peers got killed or murdered or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, that was... That, is, that, that seems like a product of its time more than anything. Yep. I mean, The Crow was a thing that had just come, uh, oh, come the about the a couple years beforehand. So, like... Everybody had a tragic character. Yeah. Um, and then, like, when you get to, like, my time, you start to get more towards character development. Like, I think for me, yeah. like, looking at a normal RP would be, like, a like a 2,000 or a 3,000 or something like that. Maybe, maybe 6,000. But oh. the big era that will always stick in my mind is that fucking 2014, 2017 or whatever run the novel run, as I'll call it. I don't even want to think about it. Let's. I want to bring up that thread that got posted, and I'll pull. I'm actually going to pull this up. The, the basic Evo stats Odin oh, yeah. posted because I think it's very pertinent to this discussion. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up. Here it is. So, Evolution had 63 listed participants on the card, of which. There were six no-shows, so that's 57 people RPing. Unheard of. Uh, 58 total RPs. Fucking insane. Um, the total number of words posted, 119,015 words. That is right. out of 58 or so people. Yeah. In that era of WCF, in 2014 to 2017, most of those words would be posted by the top-level guys posting 10,000-word roleplays. Yeah, you would get that number in 11 different people. That is buckwild. <laughs> it was fucking torture, no pun intended. Imagine being Seth Lurch at that time, like... When you have, How? when you when you take that into consideration, it's no fucking wonder the guy burned out and doesn't want to do e-fetting anymore. Exactly. I mean, how? It's just daunting to look at. Like you open up, and I the first thing I do when I open up a role play is look at the fucking bar on the right and see how small the scroll thing is. Yeah. If it's small, I'm just like fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, like this one comment from Odin. <laughs> One guy would write 10 to 12k, another would write 12 to 14k. I've written a max of 17k per view. Another guy, Gonzo, did 19k. 
it was getting fucking nuts. Got to the point where everyone kind of had to agree not to go over 10k because you could do 4 or 5k but then get trounced in 10 plus k. That's not even bringing up David Sanchez dropping 21k or so for his uh, uh, dirty epic roleplay. Jesus. And and it's like Wade said, it became a numbers game where like you just had to keep up writing as much in it. That that's just just yeah. not sustainable. No. I mean, it came out with some great stories, especially from guys like Dune and Flash, but, I mean, you don't keep that up. That's just not possible. There's no point in anybody's life, if you're not being paid to write, to do that. Yeah, you're not getting paid 50 bucks a week to do that, so why fucking bother? Uh, I'm Nobody's this... paid bucks a week. <laughs> I'm going to let this girl out because she's whining again. I'll be right there okay. in a few seconds. And we'll continue this discussion because this is an important discussion. Good one. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Put the, Ooh, put the dog to bed. It seems like she was getting kind of antsy. Right. So another point from Roy. Before I became the new Jeff Purse, said lovingly, of course, I remember hitting 27k one week for the hardcore title. Might have been against LA Johnny Styles. Something like 5k, five role plays between 5 and 6k each, and it literally wound up burning me out at the end for a good long while. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's just stupid. And <laughs> like, it's like it says, 40k is just a legit novella. Like 80,000 yeah. is a basic novel, and that's how much you're yeah. you're writing like a fourth of that per week. That's just. Uh, I, I mean, start writing for money. I mean, just seriously. Become a paid author if you're going to do that. Like, And then fucking Flash posting that last roleplay where he just pasted a bunch of roleplays together. God, that was funny. <laughs> but the, there's the one conversation that he had. There's one point he made that I want to emphasize. Um, Flash, I just need to find where it is because it's probably a bit deep in the thing. Oh, and Jason Price coming and talking about the trios tournament fiasco i don't know why oh. seth ever did that at that trios tournament that was Fuck self. <laughs> he he put that on himself honestly yeah i mean before that before the triple threat we had i don't remember how we went but us pantheon guys and the the zt guys went fucking ham sandwich to begin with mm-hmm. and then we had to up that because the three. kings were added. Yeah. And, like, what do you fuck do? Like, you, there's no... I, I don't know. It was dumb. It was just... I hated it. Yeah. Like, I think prices break down. Round one, he did 4,721. Second round, he did 5,100 words. Round three, he did 15,000 words, 392 words. Round yeah. four, 8,980. That is too much. He I did know. half for the final. Like... Yeah. That is stupid. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad that we are evolving as a Fed to get away from that, and we're not going above 4K ever. That is much so more, Everybody much agreed word caps are yeah. the way. They're the way of the future, in all honesty, and it's, I'm glad we finally realized that. I'm glad we have divisions like Cruiserweight and television where we can go even lower than that and, like, that's when you start to see people get really creative to see what they can do with those restraints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that question lost a bit of attention, but I think it's an important conversation to have, so I'm glad it happened. For sure. Yeah. 
God, this coffee is disgustingly cold. I love it. Um, uh, thoughts. Uh, that coffee's been there for a while, but I need it because I recorded with no caffeine last week, and at the end of the co- at the end of the podcast, I was falling asleep at the wheel. It was terrible. Uh-huh. Shit, yeah, I suppose. Um, thoughts on the upcoming pay-per-views announced at Evo? I am hyped for uh, Uprising, unsurprisingly, because I'm a sucker for the money in the bank concept, and I'm, I think we finally figured out a way for it to work in e-fetting, so I'm all for it. And then that fucking triple-header of uh, 13 execution is going to be so hype. God, that weekend's going to be... I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to be fucking uh, nice. I... Well, I don't envy the people who are going to have to run that weekend because that's going to be a lot of work, but I think it will pay off in the end. Yeah. Um, it should be okay. I mean, I'm, I imagine I'm going to be in charge of the Friday show. I hope you I would. Really... That would. That would be weird if you... Yeah, I really haven't discussed it, but I think I'm I'm supposed to be able to book it, too. So there's like a deathmatch tournament where I'm yeah. probably going to take eight dudes and have a couple matches otherwise but i i imagine i'm in charge of that depending on where i'm on the card at that moment be throwing my hat into consideration for that um yeah you are the champion i am the reigning king of the death match no one has taken my crown yet yeah yeah um what's your take on covering hard topics and rps i'm guessing i'm asking for feedback on how i approached sensitive stuff in my last rp the ledge um now, this is unfortunate because I have not read The Ledge, so I don't know what <laughs> unfortunate topics came up. But I think if you if you do it good enough, um, I know it, this is the thing that Howard talked about on the last WCF podcast. Like, there are certain topics that you just kind of you don't go for ever, or at the very least yeah. not for comedic value. Like he specifically mentioned rape as a topic mm-hmm. that you don't really want to bring up because there are people out there reading that may actually be victims of that and just don't say it and it makes them uncomfortable and all that sure. stuff. But there are a lot of topics, there are a lot of heavy topics that you can talk about as long as you talk about it respectfully and as seriously as they deserve to be talked about. So, uh, I'm not a big fan of just shoehorning hard topics into no. writing just to do it. The thing is, and this is an example from WCF, when Joey Flash had a dead baby in his series against Dune, I saw an uptick in people having, like, dead children in their RPs. Yep, yep. And it was it was not cool because that because Flash did it well, and it made sense how it happened, but you just can't, you just can't put that in there. You can't have, like, a, a miscarriage plot twist just because it's trendy that month. That's just bad form. Right, yep. But, yeah, I, I think you can cover it. Um, you just got to be respectful and read the room and just be able to talk about it respectfully. Um, yep. And Dream AW matches. Oh, boy. Here's the thing. I want the tag team of Shadow Love and TFK to be a thing. And if they, <laughs> if they go after those tag team titles, it's fucking over. Oh, it's done, man. There's oh. no competing. So I, I think that's one of them. Red, white, and bruised versus Shadow Love and TFK. AW Hollywood, as I'll call them. Nice. Um, what else? Um, what would be a good one? Uh, give me that Lockhart, baby. Oh, yeah, you want Corey versus Lockhart to happen? Give me that Lockhart, baby. Oh, oh you're going straight for the top. Uh, <laughs> let's see. 
there's a bunch of people I think could be in line for challenging Casey for the possibility of holding the all-in briefcase, or just people are feud with Casey before yeah. the inevitable cash-in happens. Like people like Kyle Kemp, Wade Moore, who aren't really who are top guys, but kind of don't have anything to do at the moment now that their future over. Let me blow your mind. Uh, we we take TFK out of that uh, tag team and we give him a lengthy feud with Michael X. Book it, Seth. Book it, Tart. I, I wanted it in in a, in a roundabout way, but I wanted that. I yeah. want those two to just. I want them. I, I want to see what they do. God, that's gonna be such a fucking good match if it happens. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess that's those are our dream matches. So thank you for that, QDT. Moving on, we got Dan D. Devito who asked Tort, "What was your favorite RP of the week?" Uh, clearly, it was. Uh, uh, Al Envy, <laughs> the man who didn't even harpy. <laughs> um, for better or worse, who surprised you the most in the lead up to Evo? Uh, Al Envy. Oh my God! Uh, bury me, Tort. Like go all in on it and fuck me up. I know. I want to know how I piss in your cornflakes. I'm gonna make you lose to Al Envy. Oh boy! Uh, why do you hate Lizzie J.K.? Uh, not LSB. Your bit has reached its logical conclusion, oh, good sir. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, moving on to questions for the only Edge boy here. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was your favorite match on the Evo card? Not favorite feud or build, but as it was written match. I think, let's see. I really like the intensity of the TLC match at the start because... It, it, it set the tone. I could have sworn you would have went with Hell in a Cell. Well, Hell in a Cell too, but heck in, in a sec. Yeah, heck in a sec. But in the same vein, TLC because of how intense they were, and then heck in a sec specifically for the dramatic ending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd go with heck in a sec if it was me. All right, but um, I'm not very so. Who do you think made the biggest leap in the growth of the character and or legacy at Evo? Probably Derek Vaden. Yeah, for sure. That dude, because he was at the bottom of the card in the cruiserweight division, now he jumped all the way up, and now he's the king of that whole division. And mm-hmm. it's it's a heartwarming story, if ever there was one. I like it. Uh, was there anything you were hoping would happen on the show that didn't? What, what Was what actually happened better than what you had been hoping for? I guess the only thing that I kind of wanted to happen in the back of my head was a cash-in, but I understand why it didn't happen. But the all the stuff we got out of that, we got the T.O. debut, we got the the video game stuff. We got the Lil Nas X and Billy Ray. We got the vacation of the U.S. title. So mm. there's shit happening that we didn't even expect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously you kind of have to expect the unexpected, but shit that I didn't even think would even come close to happening. That fucking video game post was legendary. We're gonna be talking about that for fucking years, man. Absolutely. So I think. I, I, I'm willing to give up a potential cash-in just to get all this extra shit in. And uh, what was your favorite RP of the week? You already asked that uh, to Tort, my boy. Why would you re- why would you be redundant? <laughs> Al Envy. Al Envy. Gotta, gotta say it. Don't, don't read RP, sadly. But thank you for the <laughs> questions, Dandy. I asked oh, wait. Hit, uh, hit refresh on this. Oh, on the questions? Yep. Uh, did a new thing get posted in page two? No, 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 no. Uh, the the Lizzie stuff got 
Ellen. Oh, I think I already refreshed it, but uh, let me oh. see. Okay, there we go. Okay, yeah, okay, so it did change. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Um, gotcha. Corey, obviously the royal family swerve has been the long play here, kept it, kept it from even toward up until, what, two weeks ago? A lot of people have been guessing that was the play for over the last few weeks, but be honest, was it successful? Is there anything we could do or should have done differently? No, successful as fuck. That is the most successful swerve that happened at the show, and I think you, I think you three played it to absolute perfection. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's nothing that you could have done any different. It was phenomenal. The way that you all did it was the right way to do it. So mm-hmm, props mm-hmm. to you guys. Um, was you being Doom Squad always the play, or did you guys evolve your original pen? I think we might have answered this already. Yeah, that was always, it was always that. It was always just an in-joke with me making fun of Jason and his masks. Uh, I don't know what Suns is, but hopefully it's something. That's what happened when the Doom Squad would oh, come yeah. out. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, the sirens. Um, <laughs> uh, who surprised you the most about what they ended up bringing to the RP port for this fantastic show? I know there were many I didn't expect. Al Envy. Al Envy. Do you think... <laughs> The hardcore title contenders should be relegated to a division like 201, or should there be random pairings and title defenses like a bunch of 4Kers who I personally would love to see ping-ponging with three shoots? I don't think... You know what... Yes. Let me take this one. Let me me take this. Go for it. I think we should have a post with the different divisions, and people sign up for what division they want for, say, the month. And then they can switch divisions. That is a great idea. I think the only division that shouldn't pertain to that would be the world title division. I think that should be under the the, yep. the, the purveyance of torture and gravedigger. But all the other divisions, because like I know there will probably be months where like, man, I want to go for that U.S. title, or I want to go for a TV or hardcore title, or heck, Frank is two hundred pounds in character. He could he could go for that cruiserweight title if he really wanted to. And that, that doesn't mean that you're getting a title shot. That means you're in that division for the month. So prove yourself. Yeah. If you're in a good standing place, stay in it for the next month as well. Possibly get yourself a title shot. It's kind of rolling the dice. Like, you got to kind of work for it. Yeah. You, you hear that, Torchant? There's a there's a question down below asking if we could do anything different. I think we should go with that as an idea. That sounds like an excellent idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to answer the question as it is, um, I don't think hardcore guys should be relegated to just their own division where they're hardcore guys. That's all they do. They can't move around. I think yeah. there should be some shifting in how that works. Like mm-hmm. I would love to see like a TFK or someone in a hardcore division every once in a while, or Shadow Love. Shadow Love uh, doing response shoot <laughs> would be incredible. Oh God. <laughs> he would literally take your words and just. I, like a diagram, just point out everything that's wrong with what you said about him. <laughs> that would um, be dope. Uh, feel free to abstain, but any thoughts about this Chris Santiago stuff? Should it be addressed on camera at any point? I don't know what stuff we're referring to about Chris Santiago. Uh, hey, I guess what? I actually read one of the role plays this week. <laughs> oh, oh, you've been holding out on me? Well, it was that one. Um, okay. I mean, it, so basically what happened is he more or less offed his character in his role play. Oh. It shouldn't be addressed at all. Everybody should just kind of drop it and move on. Uh, administration took care of what they needed to do. I'm a big uh, I'm a big believer in what these guys are doing in their admin status. I've been in their shoes many, many times. Move on, let it go. 
Yeah, I think that is the correct way to handle that. That's one of those that's one of those topics that like we were talking about earlier. Like if you're gonna do a suicide storyline for that purpose, that's just that's just yeah. in bad taste. And I, I do agree. Like that's one of those things that should be kind of no selled and shouldn't really be addressed because that's just that's just uh, that's just not good. Nope, nope. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I, I can't tell what was going through Home Dude's head when he did it. I don't know if he's just trying to dodge the match. I, I don't know. Just it happened. It's been taken care of. The match happened at the, the show as it should have, and we can just let it go. All right. Uh, what are some inevitable matches that you think we should be building for the next month for Carnage? Ooh. Um, well, I think one of us, or Richards, or Michael X, will be in the world title contention, so probably that, whoever gets that <laughs> spot. Uh, yeah. We're going to be building something towards the U.S. title, so like, what are some names that you think would be good for a U.S. title shot right now? Uh, the guys that don't win the, the four-way? Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. That'd make, I mean, that'd make the most sense to me, but like, and you kind of want somebody... Obviously, the four-way is old boys, you know. Yeah. We're, we're all old. So I'm not sure if you want an old boys going for the U.S. title kind of thing. You, yeah. you kind of want new people yeah, for like, that situation. Maybe some, like, maybe like a uh, like a Shadow Love or something like that for U.S. title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or what's a newer guy that could? I mean, TFK has to be in the discussion, yeah, yeah. right? He has to be in the discussion because that's his belt, but... Yeah. At some point, he should be able to move on and upgrade to a world title shot. Uh, not this month. <laughs> not this month. At some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other random guys who would benefit from a random U.S. title shot. Maybe Jace needs something. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, Jace. He needs he needs either U.S. or hardcore. I, I beat that dude down so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, he he needs something. It's the point where I'm I I want to like gift him something, you know. <laughs> Oh boy, um, yeah, I think he's the, worth. Like, he's he would be fantastic for the U.S. title. He would be. I think he, like, he's a perfect guy for that build. Looks like he wants hardcore, which is fine too. I, hey, I don't know. Perfect. We need to build names for that hardcore division. I think, and I think Jace holding Jace and Corey holding that hardcore belt will probably legitimize that belt because those are established guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, when does Casey Holiday cash in? I'm such a fucking stand, and I want to see it soon. I mean, this week, maybe. Looks like this week, doesn't it? Maybe, maybe the next week. Who knows? I think it'll be like a bunch of red hearings one after the other if it doesn't happen this week, because she is running out of time. Because we're getting close to August. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Because like she has a time limit. She only has the next few weeks. She doesn't have a whole full year. Totally forgot about that, motherfucker. It's this week. <laughs> Um, do you think Lizzie will be a good heel? I'm excited for what's to come. I don't think Lizzie's the heel. I think she's the face. She got betrayed by all of her friends. No, 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 no. She's the heel. She joined up with the, the people. I thought it was Estrella that joined up with the people. Uh-uh, uh-uh. They, they both did, didn't they? Oh, Isn't it a, 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 the, the three? No, I think, I'm, I'm sure it's Estrella that betrayed Lizzie. Let me, I'm going to check. I'm going to check. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm fairly certain Lizzie's the heel in this, or is it Lissy? I don't know. Lassie. <laughs> Lassie. God. <laughs> Estrella stuck in the well. <laughs> What's that, bro? 
Okay, let, let me find it. I, I am 97% sure that the turn was yeah. Hope going with Kennedy. and No, Lizzie is the one because it says, Lizzie's heartbreaking realization becomes even clearer as she looks back at Jerry Miller hovering over her. Um, Lizzie drops her and he's her soul crush. So Lizzie is the one getting betrayed. I was right. Ah, uh, mm, did I read that wrong then? Maybe. Like, Estrella saying, Lizzie, I'm so sorry. Well, fuck. Uh, I don't think Lizzie is the heel in this situation. I think she's absolutely the face because she got betrayed by all of her friends. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll see how it goes, so. And Where the fuck is my brain that I thought that she joined up with them? The same place that my brain is in constantly calling Clash Slam. God damn, I could have fucking sworn. Isn't her thing, the, isn't that Billie Eilish? No, Billie Eilish is Jerry Ryan. Ah, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> no, uh, Estrella, two people. Excuse Estrella, me. Estrella Louise is uh, Ariana Grande and Kennedy Matthews is yeah. Lovato. Yeah. All the uh, well, Disney starlets. So how is she healed at all? I don't know how she's healed. That's the question that I'm asking. That's where my confusion came in because that's not a heal thing and, to do. That's like, here's the thing. To solidify the heel status, there's been postings on the AW Network and the internet boards about Estrella Louise getting arrested for dealing black tar heroin at an after party. <laughs> that is super heel. Okay, wait. Look at the, the last lines of that segment is, I can't believe it, Billy. Lizzie Hope has shocked her fans tonight. She has joined the royal family. Maybe you just caught on to that last part of the segment. I don't know. The fans rain down booze as Lissy Hope appears from behind the throne, joining her new sisters in the royal family. Yeah! I don't know. That's a heel move to join up with them. The whole fucking tag match was, we're just going to join and make this giant stable. That's what the story... Okay. Okay, so I guess... So I guess the story is that Lizzie didn't want to join, but because she's been left alone, she joined to make it a four-way stable? That would make... Okay. The most sense I, yeah. I misunderstood the whole segment then, but that does still, that does still make sense. I think so. In that case, to recontextualize my answer, I think Lizzie is still going to be a face, but I think she'll be like the reluctant face Reluct- in yep. the heel style, in the vein of a uh, John Cena joining the Nexus or Daniel Bryan being part of the White family, something so to that nature. Both right? <laughs> yeah, we both were on just. We were on the same page, just you were on the top half, I was on the bottom half. Yeah. <laughs> um, what match? Which matches lived up to their billing? And if any, any matches do you feel, do you wish you'd seen more of? Um, I don't think any match under-delivered. No. Um, I think the Cruiserweight match definitely amped up its visibility. So, uh-huh. And I think Hell in a Cell ended the way I think we all knew it was going to end with violence. It's brutality. Brutality. Uh, I think all the matches lived up to really. I don't know what else to add to that. No, oh, yeah. I mean, cruiserweights will always be the highlight of the show for me, other than the video game stuff. Yeah. Thank you for that, Leslie. Sorry we misunderstood your segment. It was we got it at the end, though. Oh, anyway, we we got there. Uh, so Derek Vade, the boy, the legend, to the potential guest. You're tasked with creating next AW stable. Pick three to four people you want in and think of a name. You don't have to include yourself unless you want to. Ah, uh, damn. Oh, that's such a hard... Because, I mean... 
there's so many people that go well together. Like, whenever this question gets asked, my go-to answer is to make the Hollywood stable of Shadow Love, TFK, uh, Kids Grove. Nice. That's a good one, but that's the answer that I, I've always been giving, so I'm curious if you have anything different for that. Let's, let's go. You you want you want me to blow your mind on this? Fuck, fuck yeah, blow my mind. What if we go a Tio-led stable? Oh. That's like his debut. is a, a He's leading a stable with... KOS, which, you know, Spencer Adams, uh-huh. and Michael X. That is one step away. If you have FPV into that mix, that's literally the people's choice, too, and I am here for it. And even without FPV, that is a stable of all the legendary-ish WCF guys, and I am I'm here for that. See what I'm saying here? Like, they have the history. Yeah, they have history together. Like, Michael X and Tio have fought multiple times. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's probably the best answer you could come up with. It. I'm so glad you came up with that. <laughs> and I just don't. I, I just don't have to give my Duh, AW Hollywood canned response. I mean, I don't have a name for them, but those three guys together. Yeah. Mm. Uh, everyone. <laughs> uh, hey, Corey, did you get enough sleep and water? Fuck no. Um, I've gotten into a bad habit. Where I go to sleep at a regular time, but I go to sleep at 4 a.m. every day, and then oh. I wake up at like 12 to 2 p.m. because my Dude, sleep schedule's a mess. That's bad. Uh, it's it's not good, but I am trying to get a lot of water in, and if not water, uh, coffee. I'm trying to cut down on my soda intake. Oh fuck! I'm I'm at like two or three diet cokes a day, and it's just killing me. Oh boy! Uh, and like <laughs> occasionally I'll be a Kyle and I'll have a monster, but lately. Uh, I haven't been drinking those as much, uh, so mm. it's been coffee, water, and like slithers of Coke and Sprite. Um, since a certain hardcore champion has to go and ruin my fun, I won't ask the 10K step question. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I will say that yesterday I did go out for a walk, and I probably did get at least 10K, so... Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Uh, so thank you for that, Mr. Cruiserweight Champion. Many blessed rain days upon you. Moving on to Gravedigger, <laughs> the boss. Where do you see Tio fitting in here in AW? World champion says doesn't always translate from Fed to Fed, and that is a good point that he brings up. You know, he is world yeah. champion, but that doesn't always mean that he immediately gets top billing. He he'll probably have right. to do some other stuff first. Um, I think he's going to have to earn his way. Yeah, he will have to earn his way somehow through either. Uh, I know he probably doesn't want to do TV title stuff because he just went through a whole thing of it, but maybe a TV title run, hopefully a U.S. title run. He would be a great guy for a U.S. title. Oh, wouldn't he, though? Holy shit. I don't know what he weighs, but, like, he has the lucha roots. He could even, if he really wanted to, go for a cruiserweight. That would be, I mean, I don't want to shit on the cruiserweight division, but that would be kind of a waste of a T.O. in my mind. Yeah, it's just an option that he can do. I, my hope is that he goes for a U.S. or maybe maybe he gets, like, you know, oh, my God, T.O. would be great for an all-in contract to hold. I think that's... I think he's a shoe for that. Yeah, he'll he'll at least be in the match. Hopefully, he wins. Yep, that would be yep. excellent. Yep. Um, he's definitely a shoe for the match itself. Yeah. I'm not saying shoe in to win. Yeah, because like we we don't know who else would be in that match, but I think yeah. that's a great thing for him to like work up towards and have him do. Um, yeah. Would you be interested in seeing a trios tournament? If so, who do you see being the team to beat? I would love to see trios in like the current like word cap format. Not going all out uh, with, like, 10,000-word novels. 
Yeah. But uh, I, and I'm also just a sucker for tournaments in general. So uh, as we're a team to beat, if they stick around, probably the Beach Crew guys, because like you got Lockhart, you got Leviathan, you got Pasternak coming out of a cruiserweight title match, um, not, not match run. Um, yeah. Probably those guys. That's probably like a really lazy answer, but I mean, it makes sense in my mind. Well, can we get a trios tournament together? Like the tag division's not as strong as it could be. It could definitely use a couple more entries, sure. So, like, do we really have? We don't have set trios, really. We don't. There's maybe two. Maybe a tag tournament, just a normal tag tag team yeah. tournament. I mean, I mean, we didn't have trios when we ran it beforehand like no, we had we, a couple staples but yeah we had mostly together. people getting together to sign up so like get that, that's that's get, half the fun, getting people together yeah it really is so uh, i don't know we'll see i'd love it <laughs> who do you see as a dark horse candidate for world champion this year assuming lockhart doesn't just say champion for the rest of the year um yeah uh maybe richards uh, I got QDT. Oh, I didn't even think of QDT. That'd be that'd be I think, awesome. I think it's possible. It's I think, possible. I think it is definitely possible. It could be done. Uh, Dark Horse. You know, we don't really talk about what Odin's doing in this federation. Like he's just kind of the legend. Do you think he would? Is, is Odin a Dark Horse? I think he's a I Dark Horse in the sense that we're like not really talking about him because. I don't know what he's up to right now. I mean, you guys might not be talking about him, but I'm talking about him a lot. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Uh, I don't think Spencer Adams is a dark horse. Uh, uh, fucking... Maybe I mean, just... is Tio a dark horse, really? No, because I think we we expect a caliber from him when he's coming in, because he, he has yeah. a reputation. Yeah. Maybe a TFK... Uh, if it happens earlier rather than later. Yeah. I think QDT is probably like the best answer because it would be, that's like the true Dark Horse answer. Yeah. I mean, coming off the loss to Wade, William, whatever. Yeah. But it's still possible. It's it's as possible. Yeah, you can can definitely work up from a loss from Wade. Like, that's not a loss of momentum at all. No, definitely not. Who do you see dethroning Corey Bull as hardcore champion? I mean, Jace, really. Yeah, Jace is my answer that I would go for. If not Jace, oh. I'd say... Uh, hmm. No, I think... I think Jacob, Obi, if Obi does it. Oh, yeah, if, if Jacob Lister wants to go for it, he would absolutely crush that division. But I think Jace is the collective answer for that question. For sure. Uh, here's the question. Name one thing you change about action wrestling. That sign-up thread for the visions. That's a, probably the yeah. best idea we could... Uh, we've come up with on this podcast for that question so far because it gets asked every week and we're like, I don't know, things seem kind of nice right now, but that's a good thing to have, the, the sign-up seat for the visions. It, it would have to be, uh, goddamn, you'd have to put it up like a week before or the week of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because that would have to be the reset every month. Yeah, but uh, it could work. I, I could see it working. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, Gravedigger. Great question. Moving on to Estrella Louise's question. What did y'all think of the royal family coming back in the way that they did? What are y'all's thoughts on Estrella Louise being arrested in the drug charges? Um, I think the drug <laughs> charges are amazing. It's a super heel move. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm just yeah. waiting for someone to like come and bail Estrella out to, so that there's like no consequences whatsoever. It's being sold really well on the internet too. Oh, it's it's so nice to have an internet board where people sell things that actually happen and <laughs> no sell everything. Uh huh. Now that we have the royal family return straight, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Yeah, well, I, there, there's nothing about it. There, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm chewing. Oh, it's all good. I mean, they they took the established team, right, and then they add what is considered one of the best role players in the fucking entire thing there's just wins there's no there's no loss in this whatsoever not really there's no loss all right well thank you for that estrella moving on to my boy shadow love (laughs) that shadow guy has been pretty active i see in oc lately helping with feedback and such so should he be more active or less active i think he can always be more active but I do appreciate him contributing to feedback because I think he has a very unique point of view on things. Most yeah, of the time, yeah, I mean, yeah. most things, but especially on, like, as Spencer calls it, EFED theory. Mm-hmm. Got down pretty well, doesn't he? He does. Um, following up on question one, Shadow's been seen on Discord chat here and there. So, should he stop being lazy and finally join the community in Facebook chat? Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> You know what? I want to say one thing about Facebook chat, and that is I am so fucking happy that it's not the vitriol that it has been. Oh, boy. I remember the uh, the old days in the old Facebook chat, the the unofficial WCF one, and how how bad that got. It, it's such a positive place to be, you know? AW, in general, is just such a much more positive place to be. It doesn't, it doesn't like, house that bullying... Like, I got to get to the top and squash everyone who's in my yep. dust mentality that a lot of people, myself included for some time, had to have to get over in that place. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, there's no, I mean, there is a couple drama situations here and there, but, but overall. Always, but, like, Gravedigger's always there to just squash it immediately. He's always been the one to just be like, I'm fucking done with it. Bye. He is he is the most vigilant admin I've ever seen. Um, Fantastic. Should there be a shadow know some stuff threat I in character or on the OC board or on both, kinda like Piper's Pit. Of all people to hold a interview segment, it would either be him or TFK that I would mark out for the most because they could probably yeah. handle that uh the best. I, 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 yeah, he said it I mean <laughs> the, his character is perfect for it, so yeah. do it. Like, and at the end, he can attack the people and sign their foreheads with a photograph. Yeah, um, I mean, do it on the on the character board too. Fuck it, why not? Yeah. Uh, question four: Does anyone need help with their ring entrance? Edge boys, I've seen yours, and you need help. F U L O. I feel so called out right now. Yikes! I think my entrance is fine. I mean, it could be a little longer and whatever. But if you have advice, PM it to me. I know you like to PM. By the way. Last uh, episode when I said that I was considering doing a dramatic reading of Shadow Love RP, he helpfully PM'd me a bunch of RPs that he would he think would be best read out loud. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, and question five. I feel that with my Evo 2 RP, Shadow has finally arrived in AW. I feel like this is just the tip of the surface character-wise, and there is more story that I want to tell to keep on improving. Yes, improving. So, is there anything that anyone would like to see me do with the character? Oh, God, like... Shadow Love is the guy where, like, I don't want to tell him what to do with his character, because I think... I think he has such a firm grasp on who he is already that I don't want to yeah. add to that. <laughs> he needs a tag team yeah, to back a, him up. A tag team that maybe isn't Miyamoto. Someone like, I don't know, someone to just... He, um, having the tag team division with someone else would be gold. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I'm not saying, like, it's a, it's not a demotion or anything, but no. like to reestablish and, like, get the fucking foot in the door... Tag Team Division's where it's at. I hate this notion that if you're a tag team wrestler, then you're lesser than uh, someone in the main event or the heavyweight tossing. Tag teams are bad. Right. They are an important part of any federation, and they deserve the respect that they deserve. That's my Johnny thing. Johnny Fly, how long in the tag team? <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say to Shadow Love on his character, but I guess the tag team would work. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's either that because I'm pretty sure when I was doing the all-in thing last year, I think Shadow Love was like fucking main event bro. He was. He was right so, up there. I think he was right up there with Ryan or something like that. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they had a match. Like yeah, they had right, a match. Right, they I was had, there and they, like wasn't Shadow Love in the all-in match? Uh, yes, I remember shitting all over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, thank well, I mean, he was like one of, the, one of the main dudes, so I don't know where the notion is that there needs to be improvement. Yeah. I mean, everybody can improve, but yeah, like... There, but there are people who can improve in less obvious ways, I think. Yeah, there's no really improving on you were there, and you can still be there. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Just, just go for it. Uh, so thank you for those questions, Shadow Love. Always appreciate it. Moving on to the one question by Leviathan. That word is so hard <laughs> to talk to say lately, Leviathan. <laughs> William Moore, Leviathan. Uh, gum's getting mintier lately. Have you noticed? Every part of oh, yeah. you have been, has been getting mintier lately. You are the literal <laughs> dream daddy. <sighs> My dick is very much uh, tingling from the mintiness. Exactly. <laughs> thank, you for your, thank you for your contribution, Wade. Moving on to Alex Richards. Uh, I hear the guest is the legend Corey Black, so let's shoot with some questions. What matches, ideas did you use in the WCF that you would likely uh, to see brought over to AW? Uh, I think one that's already being brought over is 13, obviously. Yep, that was the big one. What about matches? Um, I, I mean, there's a bunch of shit that I came up with that... We already have war games, so we kind of already have the Halloween idea, yeah. like the Halloween. It's basically war games without the cage. Yeah. Um, Christ, what could we use from over in that shithole? Oh. Hey, now that now that Price is kind of on the boards out of character, but if he comes in in character, you think we could see more Clockwork Orange matches? I would imagine so. Yeah. I mean, that like, was kind of his. Yeah, that's his baby, and like. Those are always yeah. fun times. Yeah. Um, you know what was cool was uh, Ultimate Showdown. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to see that concept because that concept tends to 
radically shake up the Fed in ways that I'm not sure I like anymore. It really fucks with shit, doesn't it? Like, that... Like, there's the Fed before, and there's the Fed after an Ultimate Showdown match. Yeah. Because, like, those titles... That might show, not be yeah, something similar, obviously, but, like, yeah. the, I don't think the concept itself... Like, I know you came up in it at the time. It was a revolutionary, like, really cool concept, but over the years, it just became, like, a, a thing you had to endure to get over. Yeah. It's like, definitely not a yearly situation that you want here. No, like... Maybe, like, have, a one-off every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Like every three years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I know we have the Elimination Chamber, but if I want to get really old school, because there was a thing in WCF that I brought back that has only happened once before I did it and didn't happen since I did it. Do you know what it is? No. Uh, there's that one time with Roy where I, I had a one-on-one euthanasia chamber match with him. Oh, crap, I should have figured. I don't know if that would be fun or horrific to bring back in AW. God, I hope... I mean, Euthanasia Chamber was one of the most ridiculous things I had ever read in my fucking life. So, for context, for people who don't know, there was a guy in WCF in the olden days named Mad Dog, and the main event for Aftermath was a... It wasn't even a world title match. It was a television title match. That yeah, had, of all fucking... Like, <laughs> that always makes me laugh that the most violent match was over the television title. But oh. it was the... Um, the this guy, Mad Dog, he came up with a match called the Euthanasia Chamber, and he had like eight guys, uh, including Seth. Seth was one of the participants in the match for some reason. It was me and, me and Torture, too. Yeah, you and Torture were in there, and like it was like a... It was like you were in a cage and there was uh, spikes coming in and like you had electric collars like shocking you every few minutes. Like people were getting impaled. People were like, I remember torture got his toe bit off through his boot. Yeah, that's the one I remember the most from that. And then somebody got fucking impaled on a spike. That's I remember that too. And then like the funniest thing is the guy who won the match, I don't even remember what his name was, because the next week he quit the Fed, and so the title was yep. vacated again anyways. Yeah, all for naught. All for naught. I think uh, the match might have caused him to quit. I don't know. But uh, there was a point <laughs> There's a point in my WCF run where I, I got really obsessed with the lore and history of WCF, and I kind of started considering myself the unofficial historian. I was looking through all these things in the archives, and I was like, I want to just, like, really make people angry and I want to bring this match back but <laughs> so I did it one on one with Roy and I reworked it to where it wasn't nearly as ridiculous and bloody and, and like we still had the shot calls we didn't have the spikes instead we had like boxes with presents with various weapons hanging from the ceiling and okay. all that so like it wasn't as ridiculous and stupid but like when I first announced it I remember Graveder like hey I like you but you're really shitting on a lot of legacy bringing this match back I vaguely remember that yeah uh, it was fun, though. Uh, I don't know if I'd actually bring that back, because that's just kind of out there, but... I mean, that might be something like the, the Jimmy Dean Battle Royal. That could be something that you yeah. just put in a bunch of jobbers and yeah, side would, characters. And... Yeah, have them kill each other. Uh, yeah. any, any ideas <laughs> you never had the chance to use that you would like to see in AW? Doom Squad? Doom Squad? Um, that was one 
Like, I, I always thought it'd be funny if somebody had just a fucking endless supply of Adam Young tag team yeah. partners. In a supply of Adam Young cousins and brothers. Yeah, I, I, I was fucking hilarious. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. That's that's what it is. I want Adam Young in AW now just for the... I mean, I'll, I'll sit oh, Jim and tell You know, my favorite Adam Young story is that... When WCF shut down, like a full week <laughs> after it shut down, he starts posting on the OC boards, who's ready for hell, bitch? Like, who's ready? <laughs> <laughs> We've been ready for a whole year in action wrestling, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Um, I mean, I don't really have any creative ideas for FPV. Like, I just want him to win belts because I'm a belt mark. Ah, uh, you fucking belt mark. I really am. I am obsessed with how many belts I had in WCF. God, I'm so much more into that telling a story thing now. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I'm into that accolade part of it, but I'm always down to tell a good story when the time arises. Uh, Which new opponents are you most interested in facing? All the guys in in my contendership match, like uh, Alex Richards I don't think I've ever faced one-on-one or... I had one match with Michael X at the last WCF show in Endgame. Yeah. I was I was hoping that I would beat him because, like, I saw that no one else was posting seriously besides him. So in my second RP, I dedicated all of my shoot onto him, hoping that I would win, and I still lost. <laughs> yeah, well, that is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let's see, what else? I want I want to see, I want to make Shadow Love FPV happen. Nice. What about you? Now that you're done with Jace. I mean, it, there's not really many new people, I guess. There's new characters. Yeah, there's new characters. Like Roger Payton, I, I mean, like Roger Payton, be awesome. Roger Payton Jr. I, I, just, I would have a hard time writing against him. He's such a normal, <laughs> regular a, person. Such a normal, everyday normal guy. Well, I mean, not everyday normal. Like, you know, there's like not really... You fight against Oblivion, and it's like, well, there's the fucking gimmick to tear down, and you, yeah. Roger Payne is just kind of like a, a guy, you know? Like, at the end of Joey Flash's run, he was like a fucking... He was chosen by the aliens to lead, like, the revolution or something like that. And yeah. Then, then yeah. you have Roger's like, ah, I went to college. It's gimmick because I, just... I went to college. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's such a hard time against just regular old people. Like... No, TFK's got the gimmick, sort of, but still a regular, regular dude, you know. Yeah, like not out of place in the real world. Yeah, so I mean, TFK would be just because, I mean, I know who it is, and I, I, I always have fun going against him. So yeah, uh, King of Trios, good or bad idea? I think we already kind of went over that. Uh, half and half. <laughs> yeah, uh, you were the Hall of Famer in WCF. Anyone you could see being that guy in action wrestling? Uh, I, I mean, it depends because longevity has a really big part of it, you know. Yeah. I, I however long action wrestling stays open, I mean, it could evolve three or four, five different times. But like right now, it's Wade. I would say Wade too. Yeah, he would be magic because he was the world champion he he made himself a legend and he has for the more or less stayed in the company like my yeah. the answer that i want to say is roy but like roy doesn't have the longevity that wade has even though yeah. roy got the federation on its feet 
Yeah, I mean, if if it closes tomorrow, it's Wade. If it stays open, it could be any number of people. Yeah, could be you, could be me, could be anybody. Uh, thank you for that, Alex. Some great questions. All right, moving on to more uh, Leviathan questions. Uh, if CD is a guest, that changes. Thanks. So, Thanks. Uh, did you enjoy our feud for one? Yeah, it was fun as shit. <laughs> I mean, I it had been a while since I had like a high profile kind of shindig and boy oh boy we uh we had some ideas and <laughs> we lit the ring on fire <laughs> yeah you lost it was an fun. Eye. you lost an eye god damn that was that match is one of the most kick-ass things i think i've ever done uh sort of so related what is your personal favorite match you've ever had well i mean <laughs> that one i guess yeah uh, i there was i there's significant matches that you have that change your characters. Yeah. I think anyone uh, who I guess asks this, I think their immediate first answer will be like the first time I ever won a world title. Yeah. And even for me, like I forgot how that felt. Like it, it's been Christ 16 years. I don't remember. Fuck all about that. Yeah. <laughs> half, half a lifetime ago. Yeah. But I mean like the, the Wade match was a pretty big deal because he's, near unbeatable yeah. and the way i wrote the match was got my ass kicked most of it and then pulled one out so it was it was it, the word i'm looking for is not in my mind right now <laughs> i i understand that feeling too too well um yeah, like I mean, th- that's the one that's fresh in my mind. The the freshest in my brain is the one match because it's one. It's yeah. it's Wade. It's the the eye thing happened, and it's 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 the one. Uh, best win, worst loss. Uh, best win probably fly. Yeah, some pulling that shit off <laughs> somehow. Uh, worst loss, I lost to a guy named the Gay Father. I don't remember this. Yeah, it was some pay-per-view way. I mean, I used to be that guy. Like, I I wouldn't write anything for the week and just be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm like, what's going to happen, you know? And, well, then you lose to a guy named the Gay Father. And... Yeah, it's like, it's like Joey Flash and Grime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even worse because yeah. the Gay Father. Like, fuck. Uh, I have a potential answer for worst loss, that I don't, and I don't mean to drag you, but uh, I do know way, way back in the day where you had the world title in WCF for like one week and you dropped it because you were off on like vacation or something. Yeah. I, I won the world. I think that was my first title match. Now that you fucking mention it, (laughs) Uh, I lost it to outcast because I drove to Kansas that week. Like who books the champion just won it a fucking week later in a title match. Torture with with Ryan and Bobby Ray. That's who. Fucking A, Bobby Rage, let's go. Uh, could you ever see yourself running a new character, or is it Corey Black until you fucking die like a G? I mean, there's no there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't write anything that's not this character. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I try new characters every now and again, and they, they work sometimes, but I, I always tend to go back to the bread and butter. You want me to blow your mind out of your skull? Please do. I I had a near the end of the WCF run. I ran a, a different character. Oh really? What what was their thing? 
God damn it, I can't remember who it was. It was the fucking mythical beast. Uh, but, I like, you, I had the... I love how you I, can't remember things from both 16 years ago and also six months ago. It's happened. There's, I had the Night King from fucking Game of Thrones as its avatar. Oh, wow. Christ, what was it? What's, what's its name? Jesus Lord, how do I... Whatever. It, it sucked, and I had it for, like, two weeks because we didn't have enough people for a card. So I was like, fuck it, let's make this. I wrote one thing I lost to somebody, and that was that. That's, wow. Oh, God, what was that? Thank you for those questions, Wade. Moving on to, back to Mr. Dandy. Some non-tort questions uh, for Creeping... I almost said Creeping Black. No, it's Corey Black. Uh, that works. When did you decide you would commit to six months plus of build to an evolution match? Did you ever feel like you should have pulled the trigger on the reveal earlier? What made you decide Havoc was the right time? Uh, I decided about three days before the first attack. (laughs) 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 I asked, uh, I asked Torture at the time, I was just talking to him, I'm like, hey, what's, uh, what's going down for your big, uh, WrestleMania thing? He goes, I don't know, it's like six months away, like, how about I build for it? And he goes, uh, alright. How about I attack Ace for six months and reveal a, a month before so we can have some actual build? And he goes, I mean, fuck it, go for it. Lol. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. A reveal earlier, maybe? Uh, I specifically did it at a time where Jace wasn't in world title contendership because I didn't want to take away from that. Like, yeah. you'll... You can see that there's some some results where there's no Doom Squad, and it's Jace having big matches, maybe attack afterwards, but like I didn't want him to be able to say that he lost because Doom Squad attacked him before. Yeah. Like, I wanted to have his match and then Doom Squad, or I wanted him to have his match and no Doom Squad. It, I don't know, one of the two. And it was Havoc because we had that month build where it could be, okay, here's the reveal. What do you got? Show me, show me a story that I've been doing. And he did good with it. Yeah. Will the doom squad continue to be a force as the story with Jace winds down? They may make an appearance. I, I may have something set up with them already. All right. Uh, after Jace, ideally, who do you see yourself working a feud with and why? Hey, if the cards play out, it might be Lockhart. I mean, honestly, I had no plans at all. Like, I thought I was... I legitimately thought I was done until September, where I could just, like, <laughs> book myself in whatever match I wanted, and... I mean, I'm, I'm on that, you know, twice-a-year shit right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't have any fucking clue. I don't have a feud in mind that I want. I mean, if Lockhart happens, fine. It it was never something that I expected. I I didn't think for one fucking second I'd be booked, let alone booked in a number one contendership match. That is fair. Um, what role do you see yourself playing in AW? Champ, veteran journeyman, someone who uses his reputation to push new folks? Uh, I was the reputation to push new folks guy. It didn't work. Yeah. So now I'm, I want to fight this guy, and I'm going to do it. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of veteran journeyman, I guess. But, like, I, yeah. I'm legitimately on that twice-a-year shit. Like, 
it, it you, makes you, you can come out you can come out twice a year and you could you could have a match and it could go either way you could beat them or they could beat you it'll be like a, i'm trying to think of a analogy in the real world it would probably be someone like a maybe like a like a triple h or an undertaker something like that yeah that's that's kind of how i feel like that's where the career is i mean that and also my time schedule i mean fuck <laughs> that, is, that is true uh yeah. you, you 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 are a busy man uh mm-hmm. i'm doing shit thank you for that dandy going back to shadow love Corey. i know in character i've run some mean girl style shoot on the wcf out of character, I never met any disrespect, and if it came off that way, I apologize. You guys did a great job keeping the essence of the WCF alive. It was just the time. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, how the fuck hard was it to bring Thirteen to life? I think being on Friday the Thirteenth is a huge, a huge plus, given how many there are throughout the year. It must have been very stressful at times, though. I remember several Thirteen events where you would, it would be Friday, and you would have nothing to post because no one would put in any matches or something yeah it, it's it's hard to get people to help when it's your thing you know yeah like and it's so non-standard because most people are used to shows being on sunday and all that yeah and and with action wrestling it's everybody's doing it for everybody yeah whereas 13 was just me doing it for me and then i mean eventually it got in the in the first couple of times it was just me doing it for me yeah. And then eventually people kind of caught on. It's like, this is a special thing. We're going to make this my own thing, et cetera, et cetera. And then, then I got help. But, yeah. I mean, there's uh, still the one that I uh, haven't posted. <laughs> have you lately discussed the origins of 13? Because I do remember how this started. Uh, no. Um, it was Christ. Uh, it was way, way, way back in the start. It was like... 2006? Something like that, yeah. Um, I was put into a match with... Steve Carr, who was the general manager of Slam at the point. And my thought process was, why are we having this match? Because I don't think there was any build to it. I think it was just you and me. Maybe it was the hardcore title thing. I don't fucking remember. It must, been. Been, it must have been hardcore title because I think he helped Jack of Blades beat me for the hardcore title. I digress. We had a match. I was like, I want three wishes for this match. I told Seth, this is what I'm going to do. How how do you think this would work? Seth goes, yeah. So <laughs> that basically, work the, because... the stipulation is like, if Corey wins, then he gets three wishes that Steve Carr has to grant him as general manager. Yes, yes, and he, oh boy, Seth was very. He was on board with the first one, which I don't even remember what the first one was. It was was like... it Hell Nation? Mm-hmm. No, that was the last one. Yeah, it was the last one. Like I think that the first one, the main event was you in a ladder match for a world title or something, or that might have been one of the other okay. wishes. Yeah, I can't remember. The, the second one was I get to hold the pay-per-view every Friday the 13th I deem worthy of having a show. Seth was kind of not okay with it because at that point I was that guy that would just not show up for a week or two at a time. Mm-hmm. So when I had this idea, like I'm going, yeah, this would be fun. Friday the 13th happens once or twice a year. I mean, it'll be a once or twice a year special thing. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. Seth goes, yeah, if you, uh, if you think you can do it, go ahead. Did the first one. Perfect. Did the second one. Perfect. Third one may have had a a stumble. So on and so forth. There's the one from Thailand that I've never posted because nobody wrote for it. (laughs) And why would I post it? Like, I I think one person, I think Odin may have written for it, but 
I'm pretty sure there was a vast majority of the people in that show didn't fucking do anything. So I was like, like I'm I, not going to do it. When I think about 13, I think about there was that one time where 13 closed the run of WCF where it was for a time the last show and it was like live from Tokyo and all that. Um, I, yeah. think of, I think of War Games. Uh, I think of the uh, show where um, I think of the show where fucking Green Fever died. Oh yeah, the fucking flatliner match. Yeah, and I also think of the uh, the show that never got posted because of the Mexico incident happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Maybe no. No, that wasn't it. That was. Oh god, that was Flash and fucking Slicky, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the that was the one match that we never got from that. That was. God, I'm so fucking pissed off of myself for that. Because, like, so, like, 13 was one of the biggest parts of the WCF, and, like, it has, it, it's home to some of the biggest moments, and I am, yeah. I'm thankful that I have it, because that's such a unique show, and, like, the thing about it is that the only person I've seen try to emulate that with their own show after that is fucking Bishop and the Brotherhood doing it in the yeah. uh, I ran one show where it was, like, a one-night tournament, um, in UCI, I'm so thankful that Spencer gave me the go-ahead to do that, and I, I want to try and bring that to Tord at some point, but I don't know if he has the room in the schedule for that. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's literally just a one-night tournament. That if you win, you get like a custom belt trophy and bragging rights. It's mm-hmm. nothing overtly official, but yeah. sweet. Uh, that's all I got. I was only in WCF three months, eleven days max. Although I did return for War sixteen. Yeah, why not? And uh, extra question from Gravedigger. Uh, name three people in AW that were not in UCI or WCF that you would like to face. Cripes. I don't know. who. I don't know who was in UCI, to be honest. Like, I was there, but I don't know Jack uh, Diddley. Fuck. So uh, the big one that I think of that was in neither UCI or WCF uh, that I think you would have a great time with uh, is Dandy, for one. Oh, yeah, Dandy, for sure. I don't know, maybe also Bo Blaze is the only other guy I don't think is UCI or WCF. Okay, yeah. Um, it, where's, where'd Vaden come from? Have we had Vaden around? No, Vaden is also AW original as far right. as I know. I want him. All right. Uh, he might have been in WCF for like a few months, but not enough to make an impact. One of you know, ones. now that I look at it, I think I kind of remember that Wisconsin's finest thing. Maybe it's just because I've been lurking these boards for six yeah. months. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, hey, there's there's three guys, and I I would pay you to see those three guys going up against you. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, another Alex Richards question. Uh, I'm sure you've seen these a lot. What were the stupidest characters you've seen pass through e wrestling? Um, Christ, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I may be biased, but the Juggalos that weren't ICP fans. Oh boy! Like, how does how do you have a Juggalo character? Clear fucking hatchet man on the t-shirt, whole fucking thing. We're not, we're not ICP fans. I don't fucking like, know. I don't know. That's your character. Your character is fucking violent. Jay, shut up. <laughs> I got it. I'm trying to think of some especially egregious samples. Like, I think the one that comes to my mind the most is um, the uh, fucking fake rape hotline operator uh, from WCF, if you remember that. They what? talked, they what? talked about it briefly in the last WCF podcast, but there was a character from the archives. His gimmick was that he 
was a serial rapist who operated a rape hotline call center. Um, and he made like some very explicit posts on the out of character board. Uh, and Logan uh, responded to this guy by saying, hell yeah, this guy looks fun. And then Seth responded saying, <laughs> yeah, let's just not. And then immediately banned him. Wow. Yeah. That sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> That's the best answer I can come up with. Uh, I mean, sir, twilight as a character is pretty fucking dumb too. Yeah, when you get down to it, uh, Lilith. How can I not forget Lilith? That's yeah, um, yeah, the teddy bear thing. Like, I. Oh boy. That that's not to say that the people like I I'm fine with Twilight now. Like we've yeah. had our differences and yeah. Twilight as a person for the most part is usually pretty cool. I'm da- I'm down with it. Cool. The character, it's pretty Mary Sue. Like, yeah. Even Bates, like Bates is pretty fucking Mary Sue, but. Yeah, but at least, at least I get some enjoyment out of Bates. <laughs> yeah, I mean Twilight's character. What what the fuck was Twilight's character other than I'm a, Amy a, from she, Evanescence? She, yeah, she's a she's a witch. Was her gimmick? She was like a literal witch. Like, yeah, all right. Like a, like a like a lichen. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, thank you to uh, uh, Alex Richards. Uh, he has some more questions here. Best stable in e wrestling history. I mean, I mean. I mean, you literally say it in the next sentence that you say, but uh, it's got to be Pantheon. I mean, I'm not going to say it. If you want to say it, sure, but I'm not going to say it. I think Beach Crew is the closest to usurping the Pantheon throne. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, the names that have been in Pantheon, Fly, Jason, Corey Black, uh, Polar Phantasm when he was good. Yeah, yeah. Purse. Purse. Uh, Orbit. Orbit. You just just keep naming names, and it's a good chance that they were in Pantheon at one point. It's fucking crazy. I mean, Richards was, for Christ's sake. That's why he asked the question, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, shit, yeah. And, like, best members of Pantheon, we just fucking listed them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a... Well, hold on. As a collective... I don't think there was one person that sticks out as well. There, yeah. Uh, who the fuck did they add? Oh, uh, Dag was in there for a little bit. Dag Riddick. Yeah. That was a fucking misstep and had nothing to do with me. Which is, I mean, cool. I my whole thing with Pantheon after like I took over quote leadership unquote was y'all do what you want. Like we're here together with this name to boost you to main event status. J Omega, Richards, Chelsea to a degree, I guess. Like, these were all people that were on the cusp, and I wanted them in the main event scene because I saw something in them. Obviously, I was correct in the statements there. When it got to the Beach Crew pantheon, basically, I was just like, go for it, boys. Like, Flash brought it up. He's like, you want to do this? I'm going, yeah, go for it. I don't care. And they did what they wanted and added Dag Riddick for no fucking apparent reason. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember cryogenics? Yeah, of course. I was number six. The I, I was number four, and the only reason I remember that is because uh, everyone had like C1 or C2. I was C4 because yep. I was designated as the explosives guy. <laughs> 
Yeah. For, yeah, those, for those that don't know, Cryogenics was a very short-lived stable that was mainly headed by a polar phantasm in an attempt to make like a like a big sci-fi storyline, like kind of Avengers, where we would like yep. not do wrestling, but we would said like solve crimes or fight crime or whatever. It was him. It was Orbit. It was Purse. It was Price. It was me and it was you. Yeah. And That's like, where I got my castle. Yeah, you got Castle Deathfort or whatever it's called. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a C4 tattoo that I think I had removed at some point afterwards. <laughs> um, the stable. It was asked, a good idea. It was a great idea, yeah. but uh, it promptly fell apart. But those are, those names involved in that stable, by God. Yeah, fucking crazy, right? Um, how could Torture and Gravedigger improve action wrestling with 50 bucks a week? <laughs> um, they could afford a website that's not just the boards, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, that is one thing that WCF has on them, that they're still able to have the boards up. Not the, uh, yeah. of course, the, uh, the website. Website's still there, yeah. Also, I do, I mean, lo- I do love... It's not... Oh, I, go ahead. I do love that Shadow Love uh, is ignorant on the inside joke about 50 bucks a month. Oh, yeah, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the... Uh, I'll, I'll answer that question for you, Shadow Love. Um, when WCF was closing down, Logan came back and he's like, I think we can get Seth to agree to be passionate again about this as long as we give him $50 a month or a week or whatever. And the funny thing is he didn't even get a, he didn't even get a, pay, uh, a Patreon star, which is how you get a weekly or so payments. Instead, he came up with a, a Kickstarter that he would redo every single week. Um, uh, uh, fun fact that was going to happen. Seth, uh, he fucking agreed to it. He was like, yeah, I'll do it for 50 bucks a week. I bet he changed his mind when he saw the negative reaction. Literally everyone had to it. Yeah, I hope so. But I, I kind of screwed him out of 200 bucks a month. So I, I feel a little bit bad. Wow. But, I kind of spearheaded the whole, um, we're not doing this and shut yeah, everything down. It was you and Spencer that spearheaded it, I think. Yeah. Oh, Spencer went in. He went fucking hand. Yeah, Spencer, Spencer was incensed that that happened. Yeah, but I mean, I was the one that was able to, like, close threads and move them and stuff. Yeah, you had the admin powers. Remember when I was an admin and did nothing in WC? Yeah. Cause, sounds like, like... Here's the thing. I was admin, but, like, I didn't have to do anything because that was a point in WC history where, like, no drama was happening. I didn't have to keep up with people. Yeah. It was... I got, I'm got. i glad to say that I was an admin for a little bit, but I didn't... I banned one person <laughs> because they were trying to get Odin onto, like, a site to, like, sell him shit, and, like, yeah. he, told, he told us, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll handle this. And then I I didn't know what the protocol was for lengths of time to ban people, so I just fucking perma-banned him. <laughs> Perma-ban's the way to go. Like, what's the point? If you're getting banned once, just be gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Richards wants to know how did the are you going to suck my dick or what thing start uh, <laughs> do you want to tell that story how that started Um, I don't remember how I, I think it was a week where I was just like I'm not writing anything and then my opponent didn't write anything so yeah. I just wrote that and I won so the, 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 the funny thing behind that is that during Scott Steiner's WWE run there, oh, was a, okay. there was a moment where he was alone in the ring with one of the divas. I forget which one. Yep. I don't want. I don't think it was Ashley Masaru, but it was something something similar to that. Someone similar to that. And like he just stood and looked at her, and in the middle of the ring with like no mics on, but you could still hear him clear as day because he's just a loud dude. He just looks yeah. at her and he says, "Huh? You gonna suck my dick or what?" 
Yeah, then, that's that's the origin of the whole thing. So like that's like where so <laughs> that's like, why I stole. That's the picture. It's the picture of Scott Steiner with the baseball bat just shouting, yeah. "Huh? Yeah, suck my dick or what?" Yeah, yeah. It's it's a meme that I stole. Yeah, it's a, it's a meme, and it's a good meme too. It's one of my favorite memes. You know, one of my favorite uses of that was I I somehow convinced Seth that I was gonna do. A tag team title match against Henry and somebody else, whoever he had the titles with. It was just going to be me. So I posted, ha, are you going to suck my dick or what, early in the week. And <laughs> then I wrote my actual RP and posted it a minute before deadline because they were like, oh, he's just, whatever, this is nothing. You so baiting <laughs> motherfucker. I won the fucking tag I was going to do that to Jace this week too, but everyone was like, you probably shouldn't. And I go... Yeah, you're probably right. I'm glad that you didn't do that, because that is a dick move. But it's funny fucking, as fuck, though. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Like, in the chat, he was all like, you, you're just going to do the suck my dick thing, and this isn't a real thing, right? And I'm going, yeah, of course. Why would I write against you? And I was going to do that, and then fucking drop what I had. Uh, uh, but, well, I mean, I wasn't talked out of it, but I, I kind of decided against it, because yeah. it would be a dick move. Yeah, it would be a dick move. Uh, there was a question, the last question of the day, posted four minutes ago by Carly Nash, getting in right <laughs> at the very end. Um, how will the United States title conundrum be resolved? Ooh. Oh. I don't know, what do you think? Um, probably... I think the easiest and most obvious route to go would be like a, a contendership match at a clash or something like that. But you know what would be cool is to have like a short tournament heading mm-hmm. up to Carnage with a bunch of upper card guys where they all fight for the chance to win the belt and have the finals at Carnage. You know what I bet it is? It's probably going to be three triple threat matches or four fatal four ways leading to the pay-per-view. That could work. And then the winners go into... A triple threat or a fatal four-way. Yeah, um, I believe it. That I would, I would take that. That's there's a lot of ways yeah. you could go with that specific uh, incident or issue, but yeah, hopefully it gets resolved and we have a new champion because we haven't had a new one in a while. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's all the questions we have this week. We uh, finished the podcast up. Thank you so so much, Corey. It's always fun to have you on any podcast and if i could have you on every week i would but i gotta let i gotta get other people a shot at this oh i appreciate it man (laughs) so next week as far as guests uh i don't know uh let's see god fuck um hopefully next week we have lee and Corey. so Mm. we'll get the whole band back together huh get get the whole band back together that's good uh, and I don't want to start getting repeat guests until later because then people will start getting mad at me like, oh, you let you let Dandy on two weeks in a row, but then you didn't get me on. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Yeah, you, you're going to run into that. Uh, oh, I could get Tio to, I could get Tio for next, uh, the next show because uh, I have him on Skype. Uh, so uh, interesting. That I'll try. I'll see if I can get Tio or someone like. Uh, let me look at the roster. Ooh, Mikey. Get, get Mikey on there. Get, get Walter on Mikey there. Mikey people. Yeah. My my dream guest is to get the biggest podcast personality and get uh, Roger Payton Jr. here. 
aka Chris, <laughs> because like I want him in a pot. I want him in a podcast where he can't just bury everybody and call it a podcast. <laughs> you know what? You should you should really get Gravedigger and Torture together. Uh, they're on the docket. I like, Gravedigger is on the docket for sometime around Uprising because that's when he'll be available and Torture. Okay, we'll try to get something with Torture, but he is very busy on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Oh sure. Uh, oh, I could get J Mac. Yeah, he'd be just. I mean, pretty much exactly right where they are too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is an admin. Technically, we already have an admin in the in the main cast, but like, do you really think that Corey is an admin? Do you, he says that he judges matches? I don't believe him. Yeah, he better not. <laughs> I don't want his judgment clouding otherwise good matches with their bad opinions. <laughs> <laughs> ah, exactly. <laughs> we'll figure something out for next week. We have extra time. We recorded early this week. Um, so, uh, on behalf of Mr. Corey Black, this is Frank Patrick Venable signing off. I'll see you next week for the first post-evolution clash. Goodbye, y'all.